Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. We're happy to have you. Mm. It's Ryan Rosillo Day here at Greenlight. To start the show, Chris and Macon do a little recap of what they've been watching, some updates from the weekend, and a congratulations to Jason Peters for signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Chris, Ryan, and Macon talk the Harry Styles Don't Worry Darling drama, and then they talk about what would happen in a hypothetical Macon versus Mark Zuckerberg fight before jumping into college football from week one. Does Clemson truly suck? What we learned in the LSU versus FSU game, Anthony Richardson, is he for real, in Georgia, Oregon. Then Ryan dives into a little life advice and a history lesson. And after Ryan, stick around for some college football superlatives. We'll be back on Friday. Chris, Macon, Stanford, Steve. Y'all enjoy. Cowboy Reed. Cowboy. Chris and Macon. Timmy Childers uh, posted again this morning. Tyler Childers posted again this morning on Instagram. That means something's coming. Something's coming. It's happening. No idea what, but I'm in support. We also had another big announcement today from Eastbound and Down that that show will be back 2024. So we have Tyler Childers with more new music. We have Kenny fucking Powers in 2024. Like what college football's back? Like 2024. That's like one eighteenth of our years. It's uh, one. Of, it's like it, it's like thinking about away. You know when you when you finish a show. Like I just finished Severance. Have you watched Severance yet? Nah, it was on in my house though, so I know I know you, what you're talking about. You're gonna like it. I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Well, I don't you, like anything that's not real. You know, the work version of you would like it. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> So actually, like, uh, if anybody out there has watched Severance, it's great. Uh, I love that show. Kingston, you've watched it. Hey, you want to know what I watched this summer? But can I make a Severance joke? Yeah. Yeah. They used to take me in at halftime at the Edward Jones Dome, and they used to tell me about my Audi. And then I'd run back out and play for the Rams again. 
I don't know if he's talking about like Belly Button or the car brand. No, no, no. You watch the show. Watch the show. But it's like this when joke they will pay off in like yeah, three months. Yeah. When they tell when when Severance ended, me and Meg were like really into it, and um, you know it's one of those things when when they when they find out that production starts like in six months, you know the show's going to be like it's at least a year out. Same thing with with Eastbound and Down. You just have to forget about it. Okay, get excited today, and then forget it's coming out. And then one day you'll wake up in 2024, and you'll be like, "Fuck, dude, Kenny's back." What kind of a belly button do you have? Any? I have an Audi. You have an Audi, and I can make my belly dance. How do I not know that you have an Audi? I can do a belly dance. That's the lead, dude. It's not even the Audi. Wow. Like, how far out are we talking? It doesn't actually go out of the hole anymore. But when I was a kid, it was like a serious Audi. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah, you want to see me belly dance real quick? Nah. I'll do it. Okay. Because this is fucking cool, Reed. You ready? He's going to show us his calves next. You got to go, you gotta go. No, there's nothing. There. Hey, don't worry about that. Oh, my goodness. But, like, can't anybody do that? Aren't you no. just breathing? For the <laughs> listeners, his body is gyrating wildly in the stomach. Like, nice. That's fucking rare, people tell me. Honestly, any of you guys do it? Absolutely not. That was okay, fairly well, impressive. Thank I'll, you. I'll try tonight. One more thing while we're on art. I've got several more art things. You got some art things. Okay, cool. We'll just so one more thing for me while we're on art. <laughs> and feel free to fire away. I watched the Game of Thrones prequel. I watched the first episode. Everybody told me, like, man, it's really good. Episode two, not so great. Episode one, like it's very good. And I gotta tell you that that show is not it's not doing it for me. Thank God. Dude, it's it's like uh, I, I respect the storyline and everything. You just got to understand, there are Game of Thrones fans that are gonna watch this like it's relevant in their lives because they were attached to that other show, and then there's people like me who are like, "Fuck, it's a different show." I know it's the same plot, but you can't just roll the ball out there with a bunch of like cheap sets and knockoff protagonists. Cheap and sets. The sets. Are the pretty sets good. are cheeks. Really? Yeah. The the, the you can't see the difference in the sets? I guess the production value isn't quite as high. I'm going to stick with it for a little bit. But yeah, it's more for me like the fun of being back in that universe. It's, it, it's the plot. It doesn't do it for me as much as the... Hey, hey. I, I, I was sitting there watching it the other night. They just went a little heavy on the, the dick chops and the... And the dick they, chops? They, yeah, to cut some guy's dick off. That's what that was in the beginning? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then they, and then they did a cesarean section just like out in the open. Okay. Like it, like we were like I was watching a webcam of a C-section. Okay. In the end though, Bran Bran wins. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Do you hate that shit? Spoilers? No, when people complain about spoilers on shows that are like tr yeah. 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck those people. Go ahead. Okay, here's what I'm most excited about watching. Okay. One is industry. Is anybody watching industry? No. I've it's seen season one. I need to see season two. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Set in London. Of course. Uh, there's a lot of sex. People smell like ass. No. They're fornicating on. anyways. Uh, Reservation Dogs. Has anyone watched Reservation Dogs? It's like Reservoir Dogs? It, the title is a play on that. Yeah. Got it. It's my man uh, who did uh, Jojo Rabbit. Taika Watiti. You got it. Awesome. Really? Yeah. About modern day folks. Uh, London. <laughs> No, nah, natives and uh, Native Americans in Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That one's sick. Okay. Let me just Might run have to it. Ryan Rosillo, you there? Let's run it. <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> I watched The Staircase 
The Offer. That's about the making of uh, The Godfather. Yeah. I watched Gaslit. That's about Watergate. About uh, Martha Mitchell, played by uh, Julia Roberts, America's okay. Sweetheart. Who's America's Sweetheart? Is it Julia Roberts? Well, I it, think it's Sandra Bullock. You, you, yeah, you're a Sandra Bullock guy. I think it's Sandra Bullock. Okay, that's not a bad call. No, I really don't know who it is. The Bear? Did you watch The Bear? It might be Sarah Palin. <laughs> Honestly, the way things are going. That means she might be America's sweetheart. And I wrapped up. Stacey Dash. Naturally. Our next guest. Yeah. Please welcome Stacey. <laughs> That's it. Hey, uh, and Cowboy Only Murders. Only Murders, which I must say, uh, I was just kind of getting through it there at the end. But it's still lovely. It's lighthearted and lovely. Oh, Reed, we should pick a, a, a Timmy Childers for the layup line before we move into football. I'll go Creaker. <laughs> In a small corner bar, he sits there drinking. That was on the top of my Spotify from this weekend, so I'll go. But we're, we're going to try to get out and see Tyler this fall at some point. Me and Reed just set a date, I think. Is, um, is Mike's going to start doing hello again now that, we're, now that he's back? Well, yeah, he's got one. But I'm going to sprinkle like, like sometimes in the open, sometimes yeah. with a guest, sometimes Which is good. at the very end. Which is good. Can I do a quick hello? Please. Hello! Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, not everything formulaic is easy. Oh, no, I know. You're right. You got to get down the formula Give me one first. real quick. Oh, the way I say it? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Do you still contest that you have not contracted COVID-19? Sort of. See, I got a little uh, gravelly thing right. going on. Yeah, yeah. A, a daughter, father of a daughter had a little little bit of cold. So I don't know how this will, will go at all. But it's a... Uh, it's, uh, Hello! Hello! Alright. Hello! Mm -hmm. A little overmodulated? Overmodulated. Yep. Hello! Hello! Yeah, cowboy will work. Blacksburg, Virginia, dude. Oh. <laughs> I just want to say hi. I'm not gonna say why. Um we'll talk well, about the hokies in a couple minutes, man. But football's back. Yeah. Football's, football's back. Football got got right back with dude, West Virginia Pittsburgh. The dopamine is out of control. I don't know about you, but I was having trouble like like Saturday about 7 p.m. I was like, man, this is overload. I just watched yeah. a million games. The the very familiar feeling of not knowing what happened in any of them because it's like fucking, it's like standing on a highway. This car is going by 100 miles an hour. I don't know what's happening. I'm hemorrhaging cash. Yes. Gambling is, is done. It's not Gamb done for me. Gambling is over. Had a couple tennis losses too. Well, so right. did I, dude. It, it's, <laughs> I want to apologize about that Borna Korich. No problem. Uh, match. Borna Korich made me stronger. Okay, yeah. Bookended the weekend with Borna Korich, right? You had some crazy parlay that the, hit. You said you were up 30 bucks at the end of the day because no, of Borna. On, honestly, I was up redacted. I was up like four grand nice. at the end of the day. So I was down like, you know, I was down like a unit. And then uh, thanks to Borna Korich and chasing the fuck out of that bet all Saturday. You know, and then and then I got this parlay. Can I tell you what was in the parlay real yeah. quick? Not that anybody at home cares, but it was Notre Dame, Ohio State under. It was Notre Dame catching seventeen. It was Syracuse and Dino and Louisville, yeah, upsetting Louisville, juicy plus one seventy or whatever it was. Uh, so I had them money line, and then the last leg were the Beavers. Oregon so State. so I was like thinking to myself, with my luck. Here I am standing to win like four thousand dollars on a two hundred dollar bet, and I'm gonna go to bed, 
and I'm going to wake up and the Beavers are going to be slain, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I saw that they went up two, three touchdowns, and I just fucking went to bed, dude. That's awesome. That's I, a good feeling. I don't know what that move is called, but it felt good doing it and waking up and... Are you researching these games or just like a feel thing when you're when No, you're I, re I, I do a little research. I mean, like, to me, I know the Carrier Dome's a tough place to play. So tell me that's, you know... No air conditioning, ironically. Yeah, well, so I just went in doubt, picked the, the, the orange up there. And then lastly, I read that Oregon State was going to win that game going away. Okay. You know, so, so I did reading. a little research. Okay. And Notre Dame I felt good about because I know James Laronitis, and I know what kind of defense he has a hand in coaching... So they were going to keep the points down. The linebackers played pretty well. On the other side, it looked like they were trying to take the air out of the ball a little bit. Well, I didn't know anything about that. You know. Um, but yeah, so big parlay hit. That felt fucking good. That felt good. And then we had a really bad beat that actually made Steve's... Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't bet this game because by my calculations, Hawaii and Western Kentucky were still going to be playing at like 2, 3 in the morning. They were playing until 4 a.m. Oh. So this made bad beats last night I was watching, and I guess the total was 67 and a half. Hawaii's sitting at, they're, they're, they're sitting at 66. Hawaii's got the ball under four minutes. They're down 40 points. They're really bad this year. Yeah. Like, really bad. Imagine being Hawaii and being like, you got to go to the mainland to play anybody. Like, you, you got to pay those kids. So they're a point and a half under the total. They're driving. So Steve or Scott had these guys because you could they, they put their heart and soul probably into Scott the, probably Scott <laughs> yeah so, they, so Hawaii's driving and uh, the quarterback is in the red zone they're under two minutes he fumbles at the one they get their own fumble so you had a heart attack there if you had the over and then you're thinking it's first and goal on the one stuffed four times in a row wow not just that Western Kentucky gets the ball back at the inch line hands the ball off guy's dead to rights in the end zone for a safety breaks the tackle gets out so first really bad beat by my that's incredible by my uh, calculations of the college football season i saw it last night on sports center shout out to scott and steve lack of sleep that's going to be a common theme for this season even thursday night we rolled right into purdue penn state looked like purdue was maybe going to get it done purdue's did, back end is bad did not they can't tackle yeah, a lot of bad teams out there. Yeah, there's a lot of bad which football. Which is why college football is great, man. But it's also coming out of camp. Like, so think about that. Like, there's a lot of teams coming out of camp, and we'll talk about, boy, we'll talk about Georgia and Oregon, but, like, it looked to me like Georgia was a lot of a loophole where they could practice tackle football, and Oregon had to do, like, all, you know, two-hand touch. But camp is like, fuck, dude, you can't, there's no preseason. You can't replicate some of the tempo, some of the, some of the making decisions on the fly, like at least in pro football, uh, even with the new CBA, you can suit up and do a joint practice. You can play in a preseason game or two. College football is like a fucking box of chocolates, dude. Which, and, and then you end up getting LSU, FSU. Speaking of fumbling at the one. That was unbelievable. Oh, amazing. So we're going to talk about all that with Ryan Rosillo, our friend, talentless hack. So the dope means back. College football's back. Pac-12 just for commerce, dude. We're not going to talk about the Pac-12 with Ryan today, at all. We're just going to talk about all the other Power Five conferences. Um, Oregon State, thank you very much. That was great waking up to that. If anybody bet Hawaii and took the over in that game, 4 a.m., dude. 4 a.m. That game ended. Can you imagine staying awake that fucking long to watch that happen? So maybe one of the worst beats um, at that hour I can ever remember. Uh, Make, how was the weekend? Other than football. 
other than football, uh, I, I can't separate the two. I, I went to the Virginia game and I had two Bloody Marys, the first two of my entire life. Now, they were made by my wife. We had both of our kids there, right, right, right. father too. So all it did was taste like tomato juice, which, ah, fine, I guess. You need to get one with more alcohol in there. A Bloody Mary at the right time in the right setting, which is usually being hung over as fuck on like a guy's trip at like 11 a.m. when you go down for a breakfast, that's when to have a Bloody Mary, mm -hmm. and you want them to be like, you have to go on a guy's trip. Yeah, that, that would be step one. <laughs> you have to actually participate in one of these guy's trips. And, and if you did, I'll take you out for a Bloody Mary. Okay. The, a proper Bloody Bloody Mary. A Bloody Mary is best when it's an emergency and you need it. It's not yeah. a luxury, it's an emergency. Yeah. Well, it's hard to get me, even though I've been talking a lot about the gins and, and, and that sort of thing of late, it's hard to get me going a little bit. Yeah. So I thought, ah, Bloody Mary, that, that does sound appealing. And then it just, I it, don't, vodka, yeah. It's most appealing know. when it's like a fucking aspirin and an intoxicant at yeah. the same time. Like Toradol. It's Toradol. But I watched a game from a corner of an end zone in a suite, NBD. And that's just a hard vantage point to watch. Like, I don't know if we've gained three yards or 13. Yeah. I, I, this is a first world problem. This is a football first world problems thing if I've ever heard it. Dude. Like, all 22. No, thank you. It's, I need, I need to be at the 50. I was, a lot of people saw where I watch games, big kitchen TV guy. Mm -hmm. You, you got to be up in the suite. I'm on the kitchen TV, yeah. which is about 24 inches wide. And I'm watching it over a rotisserie chicken. That's where I'm going to be every Saturday. Like the, there's a rotisserie chicken under your TV or you were eating a rotisserie? The, I was eating a rotisserie chicken. You check it out online. Okay. I think I did figure out how to un unmute you. <clears throat> like I muted you there for a while. Yeah. Why was that? Recharge the old battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you yeah. muted me over the break. Muted you. Muted green light. Muted Kyle. Muted fax. Muted Matt. Muted Reed. <laughs> I muted everybody. And what? I'm still just getting back into unmuting. Yeah, 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 yeah. You missed a lot list. of great tweets. You want me to send them all? Yeah, please. Please do that. Put them on a zip drive. So you really hated this pod for a while. No, no, no. That, but I, that's what I needed to recharge. <laughs> I think you're the first person to ever mute me. I feel offended. You don't know that. No, no, no. I muted you too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a mutant in there. Uh, um, this is a mute. Mutiny. A mute. This a, a mute mutiny. What's that from? I just made that up. Oh, you made it I, up. I couldn't get the word mutiny out. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's from the Green Light Pod. That's called. You would have missed it. That's called me stuttering. Yeah, it's R.I.P. All right. Speaking of beverages, dude. Yeah. Second beverage in ten days. Big caffeine is sneaking caffeine and fucking everything. Last night I thought I picked up a smart water. It had ginseng extract and green tea extract. What the fuck is that, dude? Where'd you get it from? Like a convenience? Foods of all nations. Oh, food, okay. Foods of all inflations. Yeah. More like it. Yeah, you're right about that. Sheesh. But I mean, like, that's the type of thing that can put your boy down. I had to, like, write smart water online to find out if there was any fucking caffeine in there. Turns out there's no caffeine. But how do you know? That's a lot. And it's next to all the waters. So next to all the waters, last week I was headed to the river. Reed, I didn't tell you about this. I got one of the, those vitamin hit. Uh, you know, the, they're kind of like vitamin waters. They're like knockoff. They're called Vit Hit or whatever. Um, I got the orange one because I thought it was like flavored like orange. No, white tea, green tea, black mm. tea. It was a tea orgy, dude. I realized that when I had, had about a third of the bottle driving down to Scottsville and I panicked because caffeine in your boy, like bad, bad. You think like this coffee thing's a bit, it's just bad. 
So I pulled over and pulled the trigger. No. Yeah, dude. You are crazy. No, I got, I pulled over. I pulled over and my buddy John, who was driving behind me, was like, is he okay? And I just walk out of the truck and I pulled the trigger, probably technically in somebody's yard. <laughs> but I could not let that caffeine fuck up my afternoon, dude. You put so many substances into your person. Yep. And a couple of mg's of caffeine that should tell you you're the, barfing that, on the side of the road that should tell you the dangers of caffeine so anyways yeah like stop big caffeine from sneaking shit into if people. anybody wants to talk like benzos and caffeine softball game tonight i'm psyched you guys won't hear what happened well you will you can check the timeline i'll be live t- live tweeting the game are you gonna get some cleats at least this week yeah i got some fucking cleats i just sent um my lovely assistant to play it against sports to grab me some 14s oh that's why they were only 19 dollars. yeah they're, they're used i got you you want your cleats broke in yeah, man. yeah so we'll uh we'll talk to rosillo about that hey did you know i'm on your softball team yeah you told me earlier yeah 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 so, so what, did, and what did you say i'll never show up but uh, <laughs> anyways one nfl thing today okay we're gonna we're not gonna talk a lot of nfl today Okay, I'm fucking tired of it. It's just about to start, but I'm tired of it. When you're a podcaster, the NFL didn't just start. Okay, like, you know, everybody, and you and your fake tweets about like, football's back, all caps, like all these, like all I do is football. Yeah, you've been doing it all summer. If you're a sports media person, you're tired of it by now. So give me the day off from football. On Friday, we will pick division winners and all that jazz. Maybe with Steve. But today we're going to talk a lot of college football. Um, There's one thing I want to talk about uh, in the NFL. Jason Peters signed with the Cowboys. That's really what the headline should read in Philly. It shouldn't be a big fucking deal. Uh, Jason Peters signs with the Cowboys. Uh, Instead, and this is me, like, I know that a lot of people assume that I'm like a real Philly homer, which I am from a, a city standpoint. Uh, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not like some, you know, like I can see the game without a bias. Uh, and I love their fans, but I'm going to, I'm going to be real. Like if anybody's dog cussing Jason Peters for signing with the Cowboys at 40 years old, 40, I think you're, I think you're missing the mark, man. Like it's, it's totally your prerogative. You've been an Eagles fan longer than I was an Eagle by a long time, I'm sure. But it's fucking ridiculous, man. Like get over it. You know, like get over it, dude. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know what somebody's sitting there at 40 years old going through during a transition. Like maybe he's thinking about retiring. He's like, I'm not ready to retire. Like I'm not in a place in my life where I can say goodbye to this game that I've been playing for, you know, my whole life. And I'm a 40 year old man. Like it's fucking scary to retire. Maybe I want to go make a million or $2. Like God bless him. He's 40 years old. Go play tackle for the Cowboys. Dude, if Pats fans got over Adam Vinatieri, if Packers fans can get over Brett Favre when he went to... That's I mean, a like, good one. If, if fucking Jared Allen can play for the Bears, if, if Deshaun Jackson, you did it with Deshaun Jackson. Do you hate Deshaun Jackson? He played for the Washington football team. I know it's the Cowboys, and I know I only played in Philly, so I don't know what it's like to be a, a born and bred Eagles fan, but this guy gave like a lot of service to, to the city of Philadelphia and to that team and is a Hall of Famer. So I think it's kind of fucking lame to dog him for going and making money at 40 years old when all he ever knew how to do was play football and he's got one last chance, maybe two last chances at it, which is a miracle, dude. This guy's a... 
Also, one of the best dudes that you could ever imagine playing with other Hall of Famers, I can tell you, not all of them are as down to earth and easy to deal with as Jason Peters. I'm just saying like, Jason Peters would like, be a 23 year old rookie, would come in and Peters and JP would be in there with the kid, you know, studying extra, you know, making sure he was straight. He'd shoot pool with all the guys after, after practices, like basically lived at the facility, was everything you wanted in a, in a dude on your team. And he was there for a decade, you know, like Philly's lucky that they had him. So I just never understand. Like, I know there's some rivalry stuff and everything, but it's so fucking whack to me to start cussing a guy out who gave you 10 years. It's crazy. He started as a tight end. Yeah. In Buffalo, mm -hmm. he was my second sack and probably the best player I ever beat for a sack was Jason Peters, but he was a, he was a tackle. He was in his third or fourth year. Yeah. At Arkansas, he was a big tight end. It's crazy. But yeah, no, I mean, like if those other franchises can get over, you know, Marcus Allen to the Chiefs, get over it. It's Jason Peters. He's a legend, man. Like, just be, be happy he played. I can, I get like some of the like, oh man, fucking, but if you're seriously sitting there behind your computer, angry, like you need to, I played in the NFL. It's not that fucking serious. I can tell you, trust me. It's not that serious. NFL to me is not a rivalry league. It's not like college sports. To me, I'm also not the type fighting other people in the stands. Exactly. You're also not um, an NFL fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, who, well, you're a Giants fan. For but me, you, it would be a, a giant becoming a commander, and that would take me all of three seconds to get over. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, traitor, ha-ha. Yeah. Ha-ha. Like, he's that. Jason Peters isn't even a premier player anymore, man. Like, just let the guy go make money. I just don't fucking get some people, man. Like, they think it is way more serious than it is. It's a very serious business, but it's just that. It's a business. Favre is probably the best example. Staying in the division. I mean, I... But did he go to New York first? New York, he went Minnesota. to New York first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it, it really doesn't... You know, Jason yeah, went to Chicago yeah, first. It's not like he left. Yeah, yeah I, I just never understand that. So I just want to... I'm going to step down off my soapbox now. Um, Are there players who would say, I would never go play for X team because of this rivalry we have? Yeah, sure. Maybe. Probably. I, I might be one of them. Okay. Like, and I was only there two years, but like, truth be told when, and I'm not Jason, I'm 33 at this point and nowhere close to him, but I was there two years. We won a Super Bowl. There might've been a place or two that I could have gone to play that wouldn't have sat well in Philly. And I was like, man, you know, just being where I've been and not having an NFL home, I didn't want to fuck that up. But for Jason Peters, like, fuck him, dude. If you don't feel that way, who gives a fuck? It's not even, it's not that serious, man. Yeah, I'm with you. You're going to beat Dallas twice this year. Like, you're going to beat Dallas twice this year. You're going to win the division. Uh, spoiler alert for Friday's show. But, like, get over it, dude. It's not, like, it's not even like he's, he's in his prime. You know, in addition to Memento Mori, remember everything dies. I always say, uh, just be nice. Just be kind to people. Remember everything enters free agency. Right. Eventually. Free so, market, y'all. It's a free market. It's just wild to me. Okay, give me some tennis before Rosillo gets on here. Uh, since we last spoke, Serena's Serena. lost. I got to tell you, man, I watched that shit. I have not watched tennis that long in my life, like yeah. professionally. And after talking about her last week and like just like setting the table to see that, 
it was every bit as like poetic as you would think it would be. I mean, just how tough it was to kill her. Yeah. I mean, it was just every time you thought she was, when she hit the ball, she served the ball like 117 miles an hour and like just, or what do you call it, an ace? Mm-hmm. Just whizzed by the other chick. Yeah. I, I go, holy shit, I had chills. Like it was, it was the hardest serve of the night. We were 90 minutes into that bad boy. And, and I think the sport could use more personality because the reason I tuned in, I've never once tuned in to watch Roger Federer. That, that's fair. Serena can draw me probably because she's retiring, but also because she's like, she's got a personality and she's fucking, she's brash and she's interesting. And I just like, man, her eyes, man, she has seen a lot of shit, dude. Like as they were kind of ISO on her, on her and she knew her career was kind of waning down, like how expressive are her eyes? Like, you're just like, dude, ultimate competitor. I've seen some shit. I'm not going out easy just maximum respect for Serena and maximum respect for the chick that beat her because like imagine sitting in that chair. Did you hear her post game interview? She did great. Isla Rudy Tom Jonovich. Yeah. She uh Kermit very, Washington. Very impressive. Yeah. Maybe one of the best post game pressers. She was great. Oh, amazing. I like Caroline Garcia to win on the women's okay. side. And let's go uh Let's go Yannick Center on the men's side. Francis Tiafo, American. I won't in. be betting any of those. John, please don't. Uh, John McEnroe <laughs> last night was like, Francis, how does it feel you could be the first American man to win a Grand Slam in however many years? And he was like, oh, I don't care at all about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I he's, love that kid. Yeah, he's like, I want to win for me. I Which guy is that? Francis, Francis Tiafo. Oh, yeah, he's the guy that beat Nadal. Yeah, His dad tennis. was like a maintenance guy at a tennis court growing oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there he is. Hey. There, there's Ryan Rosillo. Damn, he looks good. Damn, he's got the red birds. Fucking I did that for you. Traps out. I know, and I did legs today too. It's crazy. Yeah, I did upper. No big deal. This is a big shirt. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash bluewire. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash bluewire. Indeed.com slash bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Hey, Rye, the first yeah, thing, Chris. Can, can we, maybe you can help us with something. Harry Styles. Who the fuck is that? What's going on? Break it down. We know you're, you're pretty in tune with the um, current events. Yeah, I don't know that I can break it down. Uh, it's from Reddit, obviously, you know, One Direction, that was about a decade ago. And there's always like that guy. I always wonder if the guys, you know, the rest of the guys, like alternative directions that aren't going to be as cool as Harry Styles, like what kind of animosity is there there? Although one girl from college that we all were in the same class with was bragging about how she hooked up with one of the Backstreet Boys. And then the next day he in a rehab. And we were like, oh, stock down. That was it was sort of a brag. And then it was like, that was such a bad time. I'm checking into rehab. So anyway, uh, there seems to be this push lately for this kind of skinnier, just sort of, um, you know, what's going on with the clothing, you know, really pushing the limits of fashion. You you just call him a beta male, Ryan. I know you want to. Yeah, but like Timothy uh, Chalamet, like it feel like these guys kind of, I don't know what's going on, but it's super popular, and I've been bulking for twenty years, and now I feel like I completely fucked up. Yeah, you you did because yeah. this guy this guy evidently is doing well. Like uh, I was posting about him today, a lot of a lot of ladies like Harry Styles, and I don't. I know, agree with him. Th- by the way, you think I mean, he's a good looking guy? Yeah, and I think he's got kind. Of, I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's a little bit like a one trick pony on the dance floor when I see these clips because they just pop up. You can't help it. I mean, yeah. if you have if you've got any of the socials. You're just going to see his content. And uh, I kind of think he's got this sort of lean back shoulder shake thing, but people go fucking wild. So was he a musician or an actor first? Because I listened to his music today. Target's going to be calling soon for commercials because he's got like some some commercial music. Like it's just you just. I think there's an Apple one he already has. He's on Apple already. Then never mind. It's a huge deal. Price has gone way up. Were you guys aware that Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde had broken up? Because I was not. So that's how I knew him. I was like, oh, he's the guy who broke up Ted Lasso and Olivia Wilde. Right. Who I met. They're really nice people. Uh, daughter of uh, Miss Coburn, yep. who ran Coburn. for something. That's, that's how I met them. In the, yeah. in the Commonwealth. Yep. Um, but she's sitting two people over. Yeah. She's sitting next to Chris Pine. Yeah, it's awkward. I, I, the whole dynamic. And I think, you know, I'm thinking maybe publicity stunt because never heard of this project they're working on. Now I have, right? By the way, everybody's talking about this movie. I had no idea what was going on. It's yeah. just like every single day, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, anything on Twitter, it's like this movie, this movie, this movie. There's this other girl walking around with Aperol spritzes all day long. I Those are good. Yeah, a couple are good. No, they're, they're very sweet. I, I they're just, very good. I they're had one refreshing. this summer for the first time. Yeah, dude, yeah. they're really fucking good. Uh, I got a couple pre-mates in the fridge here if we have any late night visitors. I bet you do. <laughs> Also, to me, slam dunk Chris Pine miscast in that Jeff Bridges movie that I hate. I always said that about him in the Jeff Bridges movie. That Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water, the most overrated movie Star ever. Man? <laughs> Starman? Most overrated movie ever. Uh, You're the worst. By the way, you are the <laughs> toughest ever no. when it comes to TV shows, movies, and, dare I say, women. No. You're a hard mark. Well, have you seen my yes. wife? Meg's a stunner. Yeah. He didn't like Succession. No, for two episodes. Then I then I it, I kept an open you, mind, and you got to admit the first episode they were plot sharing, they were hemorrhaging plot, dude. Rye, are you watching Industry? When I saw the tagline for it, where it was like Succession meets Euphoria in the mashup we needed, I'm like, did we need that? Did uh, we need banking? Boy, like, we. hey, 
I'm going to jerk off today, but I work at a bank. Sounds you know, like I a, did that. That is the show. That is. Yeah. Where can where uh, can I find this one? HBO Max. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll try to sign I mean, into have, that one. Making you get this, like you know, you have friends in finance. How many of those people working at that bank would actually cover those clients this soon in their careers? Oh, oh, uh, very, very few. Very. I few. like the show, but I, there's some banking hangups I have with it. That's why I can't get into Mad Men. It's not the banking, but it's the advertising for me. I'm like, well, how could I be so fucking interested in a bunch of people selling ads in the 50s? I guess I could now that I'm talking. You guys want just you want to want like five minutes from me today? That's that's the worst fucking take ever. <laughs> I didn't because say it's, about it's not a take. <laughs> it's not a take. It's not a take. It's why I failed to get into it on a very surface level. That that show is so good i know it they is have, they, they have i'm lines saving it so i'm so jealous like there are lines by the way in the end of succession when tom talks to shiv and they're on that island off of the yacht and he's like i can't tell if being with you hurts more than being without you essentially i'm paraphrasing here a little bit like that's the kind of stuff that anybody's ever tried to write out a short story or something you're like fuck that is so good and Mad Men is littered with those littered okay with those when the hippie when the hipster slash hippie guys like oh you work in advertising you know like fuck you fuck you fucking D- draper just looks at him and goes stop buying things then <laughs> that's good that's yeah. good that's good. That's why I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be hooked up. I didn't mean to offend you five minutes into the show. I know you're a big Mad Men fan, but I haven't gotten into it yet. So I don't want to be a poser and say, Oh, that's a fucking brilliant piece of art. I'm not into it yet. It came out like fifteen years ago. <laughs> well, I haven't had fucking time, Brian. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on. Do you but, like but Chris bacon? Pine is miscast in Hell or High Water because no white trash guy that's robbing fucking banks has hair like Chris Pine. And no white trash guy, nobody that could play a guy in middle America who's robbing banks because of of, of economic anxiety, no guy that is cast in a role like that should ever get spit on and not do shit about it. So that just to I don't me, know if he was spit on. I don't know what's going on there. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I've saw. The, I've seen the, the international feeds. I've seen the different <laughs> angles. Although his flow right now is out of control. Out of control. It looks good. Um, but you know, you're tough. I, I don't like Hell or High Water. Is a good movie. It's a good movie. No, it's it's, it's, it's an okay it's movie. Part of Sheridan's entire like you know west west expansion trilogy, which mm. is Sicario and uh, Wind River. The, well, I love the other them. two. Right, he wrote them all kind of together. I don't know why you have such a hard time with that one. The dialogue, moder- mostly Jeff Bridges and his partner in the car, like you know, just like like they're they're performing for an imaginary third passenger in the car. Just talk like normal people. You're strict. You're very strict about it. I'll that, give you that because that's a, that's a very good point. Make him go ahead. That's a I'm common criticism from I, you. It's I the lo- dialogue. I, it's dialogue. You know, like I don't like plot sharing exposition. Is that the word? Show me. Show me. Don't tell me. Yeah, just fucking show me, dude. You, in the first three minutes of the movie, you don't need to lay the whole thing out. Tell me yeah. who the dragons <sighs> are related to. They were doing that in fucking the Game of Thrones the other day. Okay, but you're making it out to be the Geico ad where it's like, you are Brian Arakpo, <laughs> <That's> Washington <laughs> linebacker. I, I, I don't <laughs> like, want to step on a sponsor, is- but Modelo does a lot of, or who is it that does the plot sharing in the commercials, uh, the fighting spirit? Hey, Modelo's a sponsor for me. Too. I know I it is. No, that's what I'm doing. stepping on. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I don't want to step on your sponsors, but they do a lot of exposition. They're like, you're Damian Lillard. 
All right, guard that's like, stuck in Portland because because when the Geico caveman is introducing Brian Arakpo in the thirty second <laughs> ad, I was like, okay, maybe this, this tells you. And but I, but I would I would tell you if you watch pilots of TV shows, yeah. okay, and it happens in movies too. There's way more of that sharing to get you up to speed than you probably realize. There's just a way you can be delicate, and then you know. I think the ones that are more obvious, I would have a problem with, and you clearly have a problem. But you are brutal. You like you don't like any of the Clint Eastwood movies, correct? No, I don't dislike them. I'm just I think <laughs> people make too big a deal about it. It's like it's like saying, man, like the first Ford sedan is the greatest sedan that was ever made because it was fucking first. No, the the car sucks. It's just it it just was it was oh look at this car. The same thing with westerns with Clint Eastwood in it. Like they were like, "Oh, this is cool. Somebody's actually doing a western." That guy's grunting a lot. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not even a personal. Cl- <laughs> it's not a Clint Eastwood vendetta. I just I sat there and I watched *The Good, Bad, and the Ugly*, and I was like, "Okay, this is cool." Like, I enjoyed sitting there and watching it, but I'm not going to put it in like the top hundred movies of all time. I'm not going to put it up there with *Casablanca*, which I've never seen. It probably sucks. <laughs> I would watch it if I were you. What do you like? Um, City of God. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, good question, Rye. Good, let's. Uh, I'm not good What's at. What's your favorite TV show? Give us your top two. If okay. You can get that far. I mean, I'm I, I'm gonna be chalky as fuck. The Wire was awesome, but I also like True Detective season um, one. One. Two. No, not season two. I lasted I all of all it. of the hotel room scene with Vince Vaughn. Wasn't he in it? You yeah, got Vince like Vaughn in there. I'm like, what the fuck are we yeah. doing here? How about when Colin Farrell picks up his kids at the school and beats his shit? Colin Farrell, by the way, I didn't don't know, get there. I don't know where his stock went, but people retired after buying that back up. The lobster, oh. uh, the the North Water. Uh, what, did you wind up watching that show about those guys going up way up north? No, but I hate the Northmen. I watched the lobster. Some weird scars guard. He's in the you new Batman like, too. Yeah, he plays the he plays Copper Pot because it's like a different version of the Penguin. Okay, like I don't know what my top ten movies are, but I've seen a lot of movies, and there's ones I, I like. Hundred are there's ones I don't like. There's one Sexy Beast is a great movie. Just popped into my head. Love that movie. What a shitty house guest he was. My favorite movie is The Blues Brothers. <laughs> okay, starring John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> All right. So that's that's art. There's it's a, a lot of call. All right, it still holds up. It does. Question number two for you here before we get into college football: Mark Zuckerberg making Gunner. Who we got in a fight? Did you see the footage of Mark Zuckerberg lately? Uh, not unlike Harry Styles populating the timeline. I did see it. I didn't click on it. You should it. be flattered. This guy is punching stuff okay. like hard, dude. He's yeah i mean i don't know a lot of these guys rehearse these punching routines with mitts and you're like all right cool man but bro this guy's got enough money to curl up and die and he's actually doing like jujitsu i want to hand it to him i have no i'm not endorsing anything he's done i think the world's ending whether or not i get outraged about it nah i'd probably take zuck i'm not worried i'm not worried about those kicks you're not worried about those kicks no his whole torque at the bottom of it yeah, you know, whatever. You guys are hypnotized by the pads. What about what about Macon? Uh, who wants it more? I don't. <laughs> I don't want much. And uh, you know, six four, one seventy five, short arms, torn labrum. Devonte Smith comp minus. 
the thing I like most in life is probably Ben and Jerry's half baked now. Okay. And they have the chocolate and the vanilla ice cream in there yeah. with the uh, with the fudge brownie and the cookie dough. And weirdly, the best part of that ice cream is the vanilla because <laughs> it's just the off speed that you it, it's it's a palate cleanser. <laughs> but no, all I all I think about all day is getting to that Ben and Jerry's half baked and putting on an industry or a or a reservation dog. Okay, so Mark Zuckerberg minus three thirty. I just don't know though. It's about it's about how mad you can get to get, get that inner beast like deep down. How are you wired? Like that's that's what I put my mind. I on. saw him Not, fight once. You saw him making fight? Yeah. When? We were really drunk. It was after Foxfield. Uh, you remember you and oh, Sean yeah, 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 got yeah, 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 yeah. into that. Your head hit the fucking ground pretty hard. Really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird, though, with these billionaires that they all sort of pivot towards, now I want to get jacked and be tough. And it's like, you guys made fun of us all the time for being meatheads. That's true. And then once you kind of settle deep down, this is really what you wanted. There's well, no replacement for masks. I'll tell you why, because... If you go on Joe Rogan right now, like you're gonna get some friends. And like, the, if you're rich and you do a little MMA, you can go on Joe Rogan. I, that's what's coming next. Zuckerberg's gonna be on Joe Rogan's show. Look, if that hasn't happened. He was? Okay, well, there you go. That's probably how he learned jujitsu. Did you catch that news? Oh, you didn't like that version when Facebook was being? <laughs> no. The Biden laptop? You had no problem with that cover up, did you? <laughs> no. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> hey, Ryan. <laughs> the emails. This finger right here is busted. I can't make a fist. And then a friend of mine once said, why would you ever want to? And I said, that's exactly right. And I have a lot of quit in me. So yeah, I so I got Zuckerberg minus 330. Oh, well. Okay. I don't know what the Clemson odds were as I steer this into the ACC to win okay. the ACC uh, before the season started. You got him, Matt? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what they were, but. I don't know for sure that Clemson's going to win the ACC now. Oh, the conference sucks. It does suck, but did you see? We'll get to Florida State in a second. I know Ryan's going to want to talk about Florida State. Ryan, first question, does Clemson suck? No, they don't suck because the defense is insane. Um, a lot of those guys are back. And even if they don't have the same receivers uh, that you're used to, I know that for whatever reason, I kind of hang on to this idea that Ulangalale is going to look like the guy we saw against Notre Dame two years ago. Uh, I mean, it's it's staggering when you look back at the stats. They were a top three defense by almost any estimation across college football, and they were flirting around the hundreds on offense. Like, how does that happen at Clemson? But again, you know, people have down years. The weird thing is, is every year I go to the Elite Eleven out here in California, I pick up a couple things from that access that I'll be like, "You got to be kidding me! That's not going to happen." And they're right every single year. Like they'll tell me about a guy like, no, this guy's going to, and it was really, really, I, I guess, enlightening that they were talking about how Klubnik was probably going to overtake DJ at some point. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, no way. This guy's a huge recruit. You know, again, maybe I fell for the, he lost a little weight. I did think 30 pounds, down. 30 pounds. Yeah. I thought he settled down a little bit and then people kind of talked, talk, you know, talked up Klubnik again during garbage time. I, I think that that would have to still be a pretty, pretty long leash for DJ on that gig and that they're not in a hurry to go ahead and, and move them out of there. But uh, the, there's just that middling ACC part of it. It was a bad opening weekend, but you know, believe it or not, like after this first week of stuff, even though we're so used to chalk lately, I still kind of believe with sports, like there's the ebbs and flows of the season and some of these teams will get better and some won't. I mean, that's, I, I feel like we forget that after week one too much. 
No, you're right. And like I was just talking about with Make, it's like coming out of training camp in the NFL, you have at least an extended look at your personnel. You have, you know, um, some good on good with some other teams. You got preseason, like college football, it's a different deal. So there's a lot of stuff that you got to work out week one. And Clemson, it took them half a game to get going. I just don't think the quarterback's a guy. And, you know, I do think the Notre Dame game gave people such a a false hope that totally. subconsciously that's yeah. what people are still kind of clinging to. That's like, that was everybody's first impression. That's how, that's how big first impressions are. <laughs> you know, they, they put up like 31 points that night or whatever it was. It was kind of a shootout. Um, and the kid looked really good, but yeah, I don't know. And then NC state, who's supposed to challenge them. They go to Greenville G Vegas, as people call it, which by the way, is a really fucking tough place to play. I can tell you cause we lost there. <laughs> They were firing that cannon like so loud. I, it was like, you know, like you you flinch every time the cannon goes off, and then you feel like a huge pussy because you like flinch you're on the <laughs> sideline. You're like, they just they, they just scored on you. They beat us without Chris Johnson. <laughs> That's how bad it was. And then you know, Chris Johnson was hurt, and then a Hall of Famer was hurt, and then they score a touchdown. And you're on the sideline like this. Uh, the tailgates are insane. Um, it's just a tough place. When they had that goal line stand, which was by the way like the 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 vibiest play of the weekend. Like they should, Darius Butler tweeted, he was like, it's a shame they can't hang that picture in the hallway at their facility. No, they just have to hang the fucking picture, dude. That was one of the greatest goal line stands I've ever seen. You won a lot of games, but you lost in some weird places. Wyoming. At Wyoming. Yeah, barely survived the Carrier Dome. Should have lost at Middle Tennessee. The Murfreesboro. You blocked the almost the worst plane ride ever because we were on the tarmac in Murfreesboro for three hours, midnight. Had we lost to fucking Middle Tennessee State. So, um, yeah, it was a bad weekend for the ACC. But we do this every year with the ACC. Tech? Did you see Tech? I did see Tech. We, hey. Hey, it just came across the ticker, Ryan. What was stolen from their locker room? Uh, their manhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> digni- their, their dignity, too. There's that comedic genius. Was ripped. <laughs> Their self-esteem. How did, you, uh, how did you hold up in Laramie? Was that a, was that a stay over? 80-something plays, man. Listen, dudes were out there running in quicksand. I'm looking around like, save yourself. People are like, save yourself, like was the body language. Dudes were, there were guys running in place. I had a pretty good game, but we were tired because we went out there two days early to acclimate, which is not possible. And we actually ran the day before the game. Wow. <laughs> just some old school shit. And then we go out there and, and dudes are just gas, man. Those fucking bunch of guys. And I know they're not podcast listeners because they're all roping cattle and shit. Those guys kicked our asses. And then that. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of those guys drive heavy machinery that do like podcasts. Yeah, you're right. So shout out to anybody that was on that Wyoming team. Y'all fucked us up. And then you won seven games in a row, I believe. Cardiac Cavs. Yeah, Wy- Wyoming can fuck a guy up. Yeah, dude, it really can. When when you walk into that stadium and on the big board, there's flames. Oh, Ryan just made a Ryan joke. I what, got it. What did he say? A Wyoming can fuck yeah, a guy that up? That was good. I caught That's it. That's good. That's good. You guys <laughs> going to put that on tomorrow's pod? <laughs> yeah. You guys both caught some L's. Caught a couple L's. In Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> I'll, I'll workshop that. You made the joke. That was no, good. That was great. That great was really joke. Good. But, but good. yeah, good when you walk into it. that stadium and... Um, you are a writer. <laughs> You walk into that stadium and there's flames on the jumbotron and it says "Welcome to Hell" and then it lists wow. the, it lists it's like aggressive like it says the it says the altitude which you do the quick math in your head and you're like fuck 
5,200. You're like, oh man, this is a mile and a half. Dude. What I do like about Kilimanjaro though, that you can use this as a fact, because I was checking out some spherical data the other day, mm. because we, as we know, this planet is not a perfect circle. Shout out to Tool side project. But <laughs> what you actually can do if you go from the Earth's core out to the tip of Kilimanjaro, that's actually a further distance than the peak of Everest. Oh, nice. We should do yeah. that. No, no. Check it out. It's that might get up. Dan in from the Earth's yeah. core. Yeah, there's some stuff if you check Love it out it. because we're oh, not no. a perfect. Yeah, we're not a perfect uh, circle. As I you said. didn't know that though. No, I didn't know that. Too busy know writing jokes. Too busy. <laughs> you got a good joke for us? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife the other day she said uh, she asked if I had seen the dog bowl, and I said I didn't know she knew how. <laughs> yeah he did that on the last five i left the first time but yeah no the acc's <laughs> fucked up and i do i want to talk about virginia tech i want to give them um i want to give them the worst plane worst bus ride yeah worst elevator ride yeah okay and i want to give the i want to give i want to give the worst person ever award to the guy that ran into the fan i ah. mean tech really showed their ass the other night yeah connor blumrick Con connor blumrick not to be confused with Cade. Club Nick. Now, usually I side with the 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 player because I'm like yes. these motherfuckers are like in you your. Sh but this guy, I watched it like 40 times. I'm like, yeah, he launched, targeting, launched. So yeah, Tech lost. That was awesome. Maryland. I know they're not in the ACC, but we hate Maryland, so we can mention this for a second. Did you see the shots of how many people were at that game? Mm. Yeah, I mean everybody's freaking out out here because no one went to the UCLA game, but it was Same we had a massive heat, we have a massive heat wave going on, uh, and that's that's up further inland. Maryland uh, just has tetanus. The whole student body. It's a dirty, dirty place. College park. Yeah, look, Maryland, Maryland is another one of my, you know, exhibit whatever letter you want to throw on it. Of like, yeah, cool, college expansion. Awesome. Maryland's <laughs> in a conference it doesn't want to be in, not, you know, playing a sport it doesn't prefer. My favorite cool. was Greg Schiano talking in the we about about the Big Ten, about like what we need to do to steward the Big Ten and attract programs. I was like, bro, people forgot you're in the Big Ten. Like I forgot that Rutgers I'll was put in the Big Ten. Greg Schiano, one of my favorite Greg Schiano stats is he and Mike Brown, NBA head coach, <laughs> when they were hired to ESPN as analysts, they might as well have just answered every question. And they're like, I have literally nothing to say because I just here for a check and I want to coach again. And you just be like Schiano, you'd go, all right. Well, so what happened there? He's like, you know, just gonna get a hat on a hat. <laughs> like, no, no. What happened when? You, when this happened, when you were coaching the team, like what was it about this other quarterback that you liked? He's like, you know, it's just you have to know what you're bringing and, and, and what you're leaving behind. And you're like, holy fuck, you do not want to do the media gig at all, dude. No, platitudes. No. Like, don't. Like, I remember Mike Brown once. I was like, you've coached Kobe, you've coached LeBron. Let's go. Like, what is it? Because, oh. Oh, so talented. <laughs> you know, I, I have that. I have that in my notes too. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, don't go to Shiano for sound bites. But I'm, I'm LSU, Florida State. That's the one. That's the one positive for the ACC this weekend. I almost forgot Florida State was in the ACC. It really is like that. I think we see them once every seven years. Yeah, and not not anymore for the next few years until the ACC implodes. Like I, I know that you're zagging because you're an LSU guy, and you're like, it's not a big deal. Game one. Well, it's a Brian Kelly. There's two different discussions here. You want to talk about this team right now? Yeah, I'm worried. Their offensive line 
And I think if you go back the previous six years, other than the year that won the title, and even that year, maybe if there was one unit you thought wasn't up to speed with the other units, because again, the receivers are all NFL guys, you're the first round running back, you right. and pick a quarterback, you get all these defensive guys. And everybody laughs at me when I'm like, even the last couple of years, they've had these horrible stretches where it looked like no one even wants to play for the team. Right. I'm like, do you realize there's like 12 pros running around right now? That's why they're able to beat Florida. That's why they're actually able to hang with Bama. Um, but people just make it out to be like I'm making excuses for them. I am really worried about their offensive line. Uh, Daniels, who I watched a lot at Arizona State, was very dynamic and fun his freshman year. And like a lot of dual threat guys, people kind of catch up to what you're doing. And then you wonder like how much of the of the passing game is this guy developing? Are you are we looking him go through and make his reads and progressions? I didn't see any of that from him really, uh, you know, until it was desperation time. And I think he may be the starter over Nussmeyer because they know the offensive line is so bad with a freshman left left tackle and like a fifth or sixth year guy at right tackle who was a mess that whole game. I mean, the hell that Al- that Albany uh, that Albany transfer Versey who came into Florida State he was a nightmare. So. I wasn't surprised they lost to a Florida State team that I'm still not that sure about. I thought Travis from Florida State, their quarterback, looked terrific at yeah, He times. had a really thought, good game. Yeah, they were the better team. So, like, the right team won despite yeah. the two neighbors' punt fumbles and everything. But there's still a lot of talent on this LSU team. But the first series, you lose your best defensive player in Mason Smith, tackle, who's, who's like, you know, a first-half, first-round pick. Ali Gay, who I don't know what the fuck he was doing, is their best edge guy and a captain. And then Butte, who's an awesome receiver. Like, I'm not great. You know, I can still get, even though I try to watch the line first and then watch the replay, I can get stuck ball watching a little bit. But then I started watching him on his routes. I'm like, you don't even give a shit. Like, yeah. And again, him, Besh, the white kid, is good. And then uh, Jason Taylor's kid, Joy Taylor's nephew, the freshman tight end. Shout out. Looks like a, looks like a beast. So I don't know. I don't, you know, if Daniels doesn't figure it out, they'll probably play Nussmeier at some point. DK is not afraid to bench guys left and right, but you know, he's inheriting a group that post that national championship, Chris, where I feel like there's still a lot of talented guys, but I don't know how much buy-in there is because it was just a lot of weird dudes that kind of were just over it after that title game that were still around on campus. So, you know, We'll see what happens. Well, here. I mean, I don't think they're like some great team. And, no, you know, no, but they'll be, they'll be, we were saying they'll probably be middling in the SEC. Like they're just going to be mid- some, Yeah, they're going to have a couple losses. You're like, what the hell? And they're probably going to play one of the big boys tight for a little while, but I, I don't really know. I got to see more from the quarterback, man. When, when I feel like I'm third and seven, I can't trust you to beat me with a throw, then I, it just is, to me, it's a concern. I feel like it's like half a college football. Two things. Number one, no bigger winner uh, the other night than the kid that retired, the LSU quarterback that retired. Uh, oh, the, yeah, Brennan. Yeah, he, he's counting his Raising Cane's money, and he's watching. He got four NIL deals. Like two of my buddies, I think, cut him checks. <laughs> How do they feel? I haven't asked him about Maybe it. they should pay more to have him trot back out there because, yeah, quarterback looks like a problem. But you're right. Like maybe it's an offensive line thing. Devil's advocate, that front's pretty good. Florida State's front's pretty good. It's just LSU, for whatever reason, even when they were good, I, I forget, I think Brody Miller of the Athletic had the line, it was it was really good, where they graded out as a net negative five of the last six seasons. They've just had a hard time putting together a, a plus offensive line there, um, which, again, you're not going to get every unit right there. But, you know, my like that's – that's a tougher one to fix. Like you break you break the huddle week one and you don't like your offensive line. <laughs> like Dante Skarnecki is the only human I think that exists that goes, okay, well, let's fix it. Yeah. 
You know, I think a lot of teams, they kind of know, or you have to have a quarterback. Like, that's what I think the great NFL quarterbacks do is they go, all right, you know, we don't like our interior guys, or I got a new center, or, you know, the right side, left side. Okay, well, I have to adjust whether it's the route or what I'm doing back here, I have to adjust to compensate for them. Like I always think that's what the great quarterbacks do to ask a college kid who's transferred in to start thinking that way. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. No question. What about Butte scrubbing LSU from his social? Is this a uh, scene out of idiocracy? 2000. Haven't seen it. 22. Um, Don't even bother. You wouldn't like it too slow. Uh, <laughs> dialogue is sucks. Yeah. Dialogue sucks. Not realistic. Um, I like the Truman show a lot. I love it, the Truman Show. Is this social scrubbing the the dumbest thing of all time? I think it is because I'm older. Because I'm I'm a big zag on this. If somebody dumped me, I would stay following them <laughs> yeah. to try to prove that it's like I'll watch you with another dude. Oh yeah, I'm gonna leave all the pictures up. Yeah, yeah. No, you no. Know? Like two two months later, you you're hanging out with that guy that I knew you were talking to already, and now you're doing stuff because I'm stuck here watching football, trying to build my life up and have a goal at the end that was going to share with somebody where everything's going to be taken care of and money was never going to be an issue. But yeah, no, enjoy St. Pete. This has never um, happened. Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded real. <laughs> enjoy St. Pete. <laughs> What's happening in St. Pete? All right. Speaking of Florida. So I, I think the move is safe. Start liking more stuff. Like show how unfazed you are. I mean, Kyler Murray. Or get open. Kyler Murray Stay got engaged. the second. I'm saying, like, I'm not even phased by this. You guys look great together. Terrific genes. Um, Kyler Murray was, it, like, <laughs> for the internet today to be like, man, that guy got the second most guaranteed money ever. And to be fair, even though I like him, could still be maybe a question mark as, like, a decade-long problem solver at the position. Gets the second most money ever. And then it's like, yeah, he unfollowed him. He unfollowed him because he pissed there for a little while. Dude. Things have does changed. Things have changed. Right? Things Are they have... right? Maybe maybe they should do it. No, no, it doesn't fucking work. I mean, no, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. It's not going to equate to twenty-two targets for. Well, maybe it will. Next no. Week. I, when the Rams cut me the next year, we played them in New England. I visited their locker room upon request because William Hayes wanted me to come by to do the same thing you're talking about. Just show them that it's okay. It's not a big deal. I'm in the locker room Pre-game, after the game. Post-game? No, after game. After okay. game. I don't go in the locker room before the game. Oh, right. That's, that's like a big faux like pas. Coach K sort of thing. Yeah, that's faux pas. Yeah, yeah so uh, Florida, this Richardson kid, you made the point that um, you think he could be a Heisman dude. I mean, obviously, he plays like that every week. He's going to be a Heisman dude. He should be in the conversation. And I agree with you, um, but I just want to go down to Florida for a second. That kid to me feels like a Heisman candidate because he's everything he's doing looks so fucking cool. And I think that's part of the prerequisite of being a Heisman guy. Like it's got to feel, it's got to look cool. It's got to be, you know, Florida helps. Like I don't know, not, not that you get docked for Georgia, but this kid, like I've never seen anybody make a play like he made on a two point conversion. When he took no, off for 45 yards, sick. you know, like they're in man. And not only is he fast enough to go score, him climbing from 10 yards deep in the pocket to 20 yards on the field like like that you know like you just can't you can't play man like he, the the throw he made at the end of the game you know in two point conversion like that's a Heisman moment week 1 dude i i don't care if he's not going to throw the ball for as many yards as as Stetson i if a guy plays like that he's the Heisman trophy winner in my opinion is it stats or is it kind of like the vibe of the guy's season 
I feel like when Tebow won his, it was so stats heavy because we still weren't quite used to like what these guys were doing and spread offenses. And so that year, that wasn't even the best Florida team. I think they had three losses when he won it. I don't know if you get IT on this, double check it. But he had like 50 touchdowns. So you're just like, well, I got to give it to this guy. And still, Tebow was one of the best college football players of his generation. So, yeah. you know, none of this is inaccurate to want to do it. I think it takes way more than just the stats now. So I thought there were some super stat heavy guys in certain offenses. Like Kellen Moore that year, I felt like every time they were, you know, first, second, third, fourth and goal, they were like, you know what? Like, let's just get him another touchdown. Right. See what happens. Like, let's just three yards out. We could hand it off and probably score because we're just that much better than everybody else in the conference, but let's get Kellen another TD. Uh, you know, the top, the Heisman thing is very weird. When I was a kid, you needed the entire offseason campaign. It's much like politics, which I know you don't want to get into, but you can be a presidential candidate like out of nowhere now where you basically had to be like the vice president before right. against, you know, somebody that was well-known, a decades-plus senator. And now I felt, and I felt this now for years, if you go in, it's kind of not necessarily the incumbent as the previous winner, like a Bryce Young, but as somebody that's has the best odds. And again, you can throw Bryce Young in for this year if you want. You almost have to do more to keep that, that seat. You know, there's so much information now that it almost becomes an expectation vote where it's like, well, wait a minute, if you're the favorite, I need you to do this. Where then later on, they're, they're, the momentum can change so much quicker with the voting where, again, a lot of the voters, I think it's one of the least educated voter bases of if you really look at how many people have a Heisman vote, it's massive. Um, you know, I've worked with some people that I have a ton of respect for that have Heisman votes. I've also worked with some other people. I'm like, I can't fucking believe this person has a Heisman vote. And so, uh, you know, I think voters really can get caught up in the storyline part of it as well, too. So, you know, Florida, they're going to have to at least compete there. You know, like if Georgia puts it on them, it's going to be hard for Richardson to win a Heisman. Yeah, but, you know Stetson Bennett was was a hundred to one, and now he's twenty to one. I mean, he was behind Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. He was behind like ten running backs. You know, which you know, good luck for a running back having to win in this thing now. You know, I hate to do this thing, but I'll do it. Like he just looks like he looks like a pro quarterback. He looks like a real good pro quarterback, and I got to see him throw the ball more, obviously, but just athletically. Um, and if I like that he trusted, like he gave the pocket a chance yep. and then was like, okay, now I'll do this. We're like some of the other guys that we were watching, like we were all watching the Buffalo game together. And I'm like, man, this kid is struggling. Like yeah. when you, when you want to run, cause you don't trust your arm. I thought that Richardson showed pocket mobility. I thought he showed a lot of the arm angle stuff. Yep. He showed like when he really wanted to size it up in like a 15 yard crossing route, mm -hmm. like it was locked in. So it wasn't just the athleticism and all that stuff, but you still have to show me that you trust yourself from the pocket. And a lot of these guys that are really, really talented don't necessarily have that. And I think that's been a huge improvement from what I saw last year. I guess what I'm saying is he may not win the Heisman because his numbers might not be gaudy enough. Georgia might blow him out, like all that stuff. But if there's a, a guy who's going to make me watch a channel this year, like it's going to be him. And it's must-see TV. And like not to mention the stuff offensively, when that cat fumbled early in the game and Utah picked the ball up and Richardson hawked that number 11 kid for Utah who can run, uh, Richardson <laughs> looks insanely fast and physical. He shoved him into the fucking kicking net, dude. I was like, I, it was like watching Julio Jones. I don't want to exaggerate, but like when Julio Six, got four, to play defense, he just was moving, man. And he is a, a smooth strider, man. He's fun to watch. And then the backs are cool too. Yeah, Trevor, yeah. ETN, uh, Johnson, uh, 
the other one who kind of had that ceiling touchdown. I'm with you. Like, I, I can't believe Florida goes this long without motherfuckers at receiver, though. Are they? I know Jefferson's in the league. Tony. Yeah. I mean, I really like one Tony of his too, favorite so. players, Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony. Did you draft him? His team did. The They're Giants. Giants fan? Yeah. New York Giants. How did that happen? When I was a wee boy, my uh, I had a brother who would go up to RFK and and come back and beat me up with a with a seat cushion, and so I grew to really hate the team in Washington. and And then uh, I look up and this um, this guy Mark Bavaro is scoring touchdowns all over all over Washington, and blue was my favorite color, if you can believe that. Um, and so you know, I'm a young buck. I say I like that team, and then '96 comes, they draft Tiki Barber. Yeah, that's it. Done that's all deal. she wrote. His yeah, yeah a dog named Tiki. Yeah, I had a dog named Tiki. R.I.P. Dead. Yeah, very dead. Dead or right. dead or alive. Good story. Dead or, yeah, good dead story. or alive. Tiki Barber. <laughs> I think Ronde's dead. You want? No, 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 no. Ronde's We're talking about dead. the dogs here. Ronde should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Gillen is dead. Okay. No, he's not. That's co- that's uh, Rex Chapman. <laughs> this is joke. by okay. the way. I know all of these people are alive, which is after I saw you. <laughs> Your greatest hits of yeah. getting everybody wrong yeah, and saying they were all dead. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it's it continues. Um, but yeah, the, the Utah kid just didn't need to make that throw at the end of the game. Otherwise, they might win that ball game. I like like uh Georgia though. I can see you and Rising hanging out. I know me and Whittingham hanging oh, out. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. I want to hang out with that guy. That guy's a fucking beast. All right, Georgia. Dude, that was like an NC seventeen beating. Like I I've n- I said earlier, I felt like there were two different kinds of camps that those teams were allowed to have. Like Georgia was allowed to do full contact every day, and and Oregon was like, like they'd been you know doing one of those fast practices that people do on Thursday perpetually because they were just getting not only were they getting out physical, they were just getting picked on like in coverage, the backers like it, that was. That showed the gap, the delta between the Pac-12 and the SEC better than any game I've seen in the past five, seven years. Pac-12 is one and eight now in week one openers against the SEC. Uh, you know, well, we could talk about distance and travel and, you know, Oregon going to Georgia and playing in Atlanta, not at Athens, but is yeah. it 46 points? I mean, give me a break. That was a beating. I'm not a Bo Nix guy. I would love to know the, the truth serum part of it for Dan Lanning because he still recruited guys that, you know, hadn't even played yet. Like Malachi Starks, the corner that picks off that first ball. Great, it's just an insane yeah, five-star corner. And I had heard after I talked about, cause I was like, maybe Georgia has a little hangover. I was trying to do a little something different on the playoff thing. So I left him out. I put A&M in. I'm worried that Haynes King is ever going to make it through this season. Cause he couldn't make it through the last one. I just don't like the way that dude runs. Um, even though he's pretty athletic, I'm just like, man, I'm afraid this guy's going to get crunched. I know. But, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I would. I would love to know what Lanning actually thought was going to happen because he had recruited all those dudes. He knew what was going on in the depth chart. Like Georgia was telling people, "We are fine. We're fine. Like we uh, we know we lost a million NFL guys. We're fine." And you know, this might be Bama East, which was is horrifying because you know we're still in the midst of the greatest run in the history of college football. What they're doing in Tuscaloosa. Well, that's the that's the scariest part. Kirby's younger. Like, I don't know if he has aspirations of leaving ever to go coach in the NFL, but like, they, I don't know. They, I'd, they, I'd rather be one of those guys. I would if too. You're rolling, king. I, I don't, yeah, I just, I'll stay here. I have a massive advantage. Free agency is tilted in my favor every single year. I'm in one of the best recruiting bases in the entire country. I am a little bit younger. Now I have the resume. Just played for two titles, got the other one. 
you know what once you get that thing rolling what's the point what's the point to go you know you live in, you live in athens yeah, athens, widespreads there all the time widespreads there all the time they probably still have a mellow mushroom uh so yeah no like um I just look at Georgia now, and it's funny. I, I saw them play Baylor a couple years ago, and I, it felt personal. Like, and Baylor didn't do anything to them, but you're just like, they really feel like they want to kill the other team that comes in and dares to play football against them. That's like the that's the feeling I get in these big out of conference matchups. And I was like, what the fuck did Georgia? Do? What what did Oregon do to them? Like, like legitimately, it felt the noises that come out of, off the sideline. And off the line, like when Georgia is pissed off and beating somebody like this, they're guttural. Like they're just, it's 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 like the Sandlot dog. Like don't go back there, dude. And and it's scary. They got fucking four tight ends. They have Brock Cock, Bowers. Guy, Brock Bowers, Steve's guy. But my favorite guy is the fucking number zero tight end, six foot seven. Washington. Oh my God, that guy's huge. He's out there catching the ball. They got they got Gilbert too, the LSU kid who looks like a top ten pick when he's playing two years ago. Dude, and they, then it's an embarrassment of riches. Delp comes in, and so Herbstreit called it the best tight end room in the history of college football. And as I was watching his preview show, I did like a double take because I'm like, wait, okay, so of all the teams that have ever existed with any tight end like this, and then you go and look There's at who the four. dudes are. Gilbert would be an All American on like every other team. Yeah, you know, maybe except for Notre Dame because Mayer is there, and Gilbert needs to you know lock it up a little bit more because he yeah. didn't even really he didn't they didn't even need him in this game. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, he was and, awesome, and, man. He was awesome. He was running around for LSU two years ago. I just look at it like 49-3, this team, you know, they got a chance to stop, you know, no touchdowns for Oregon, which is kind of a big deal if you're, like, blowing a team out. You know, a lot of teams, they're kind of locked in. There's maybe some subs in and guys aren't that focused, but it just felt like from the sideline to the to the stands, everybody was so fucking into it, and, and, and they got a stop on, I think it was fourth down at the end of the game, and it's a little thing, but it's like, this team is just, they're, they're just different right now. I mean, it does scare you. If you're tired of Bama, well, fuck, here's Georgia for the next 10 years. I, I don't know. Um, and Jalen Carter didn't even, like, do a fuck ton. Like, he had a couple plays. He had a couple plays, Little but it wasn't liners. like he was dominant. Hot or not, yeah. Rye, Stetson Bennett. Attractiveness? Yes. Did you see that video? That guy asking a Yankees fan like who the hottest Yankee was. He said, "Fuck that." Fuck that is Derek. G- it's Derek Jeter. Yeah, it was really the guy. Really didn't want to say. He's like, "You can't admit like another guy is good looking." He's like, "No," and I was like, "This guy's awesome." So is that your answer like, for the Stetson question? No, is he good looking? No, nah, you know, I think, I think he'd be like. I look at it this way. Would a girl show up to her apartment the next day and brag about hooking up with Stetson Bennett if he wasn't the quarterback, Georgia? No, she'd be like, he's kind of cute, this this frat yeah. guy. They'd be like, sneaky, I mean, he's, he's uh, sneaky hot. Guys. I don't, yeah. I'm not like, I, I can't. No, I, listen, I like man. the way he carries himself. Maybe you're right. No, yeah. I think Stetson Bennett's having no problem in Athens. I don't think anybody well, should. That's, 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 but yeah, it I comes to the territory. But yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I just think she'd be like, oh, kind of cute. This guy, 
But yeah, this this adds a lot. He plays quarterback for Georgia, and he's the quarterback like, part. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. It doesn't. It has. It's irrelevant. It's like when somebody. We always joke about this, but like when somebody be like, "Oh, you should see so and so's wife," and be like, "Oh, that hockey player is banked a hundred million, who's actually like a decent looking guy." And incredible. From he has a hot girlfriend from Montreal. No way. <laughs> a you big do a documentary on this guy. Is this, oh, the does col- everybody else know this? The Colombian soccer player's wife is decent. <laughs> No, so, <laughs> it's fuck, it's so stupid. Man, that guy's like, got oh, game. Yeah, he must have game. <laughs> like that guy at SC yeah. is really good looking. Have you seen his Instagram model girlfriend? <laughs> is she hot? Yeah, yeah. since a uh, man, lucky guy. Like, also, lucky her. Big Ten, Ohio State. I don't know what you thought about that game, but I like that they won it with their defense because the offense is going to be fine. Because yeah. you know Smith and Jigbo, who was in and out of the game, still was good. Uh, Buka, and then. Uh, Har- uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. People joking around calling Harvin. Uh, they're loaded again. And the thing is, is too, it's like Mayan, the backup running back, kind of sealed it, and he had that huge third down catch. And Henderson's terrific. So the skill stuff with Stroud, it's not an issue. Uh, the big thing is, is the younger recruits impacting the game defensively, um, because I would say they were a little thin with NFL talent last year, which is true. And I thought it was a great sign for Buckeyes fans that they won with defense because I'd, I'd be shocked if the offense struggled this year. Like that, they struggled against Notre Dame week one. Okay, whatever. But there's just talent wise, that's there's no excuse because of the offensive talent. So if the defense can, like I thought Notre Dame had no chance in the second half. Like watching it, I'm going, what do they have that I like? What's their go to? And other than Mayer just winning a one on one, there wasn't really much Buckner could do. He completed two passes. They had 70 yards in the second half. And Mayer looked like Gronk on that fucking reception in the second quarter where he fumbled. He's a freak. I mean, yeah. like, Steve does talk him up and, like, probably would probably would hook up with him. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but it's fucking, he is ridiculous. And I got to tell you, this Notre Dame team, Matt Bayless, I've mentioned him before in the pod. He was my strength coach in college. Like, he is just a wizard, man. Like he he gets people in great shape. And Notre Dame, when you when we went down on the field to see them with Steve last year, I was like, man, yeah, I can see the Matt Bayless effect. When you talk to guys in that program, they talk about how different he is and what an X factor he is. To get a Notre Dame team out of training camp, those guys are fucking war ready, dude. Those guys are strong. They're physical. They may not be the best team in the world, but for Ohio State to beat them like that in kind of a slugfest down to that last drive, I think it was like 14 plays. Uh, that's a good way to win a game if you're Ohio State. Because when I think about Ohio State more lately, and maybe I'm just not watching enough Big Ten, but they just throw the ball around. You know, it's like for them to win that kind of game was pretty awesome. And Stroud played well. I mean, yeah, third and three at the end of the game, he had to roll out and like bail out to his left and fucking hit the back on the sideline. Like that's a big time throw. So yeah, it's not a dynamic blowout win that people are going to get excited about, but you got to feel good if you're an Ohio State fan. Yeah, nothing, you know, everybody wants to win 50 to three in the, in the first week and, uh, you know, whatever, Notre Dame's a talented football team. They are, uh, I, you know, maybe I don't love the receivers. I got to see more for Buckner, a quarterback, but you know, they, they played a tough place and played a team that most people have going to the playoff anyway. So, you know, I'm not, I don't. I just don't like the whole write everything off and hey, Georgia's going to win again. Like, yeah. Can we play a couple more games? I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just that team looks so fucking angry. It's amazing. I recently received my Helix mattress and I'm obsessed with it. Helix Sleep provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. 
The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's what I like to do. That's why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with the Helix Midnight Mattress. My Helix mattress is a huge upgrade over what I used to have. The mattress is soft but still supportive and I'm falling asleep right away. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. And if you decide it's not the best fit, you're welcome to return for a full refund. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Helix also supports military, first responders, teachers, and students by giving them a special discount on site. So go to helixsleep.com slash greenlight. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Life Advise is a, is the the segment that we do a lot. Yeah, Life Advise. Um, life so advisors. we just figured today we could do a Life Advise segment. Yeah. Uh, Ryan does a Life Advice segment on his show. It's a little bit spelled different. differently. It's spelled yeah. differently. It's a different segment. Uh, do you want to go first? No. I, Talk about your arm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in a softball league, Ryan, and um, I had a really good first game. I was really nervous. Honestly, I told people in this show I was more nervous than like when I played football. And uh, everything went great. I hit the fucking cover off the, the softball. But out in left field, got a lot of traffic, right? Because people pull the ball. And yeah. my right shoulder is not so great. If you look at my right shoulder in the mirror, it like sits two inches lower than my left. Um, yeah. We yeah, can probably just look at it. We don't need to look at it in the mirror. Well, it's I know. I have to have my shirt thing. off. Yeah, no, I know. I got it. Take your shirt off now. So I'm not going to do it. So uh, I threw my arm out, basically. Three throws in. I was like, this isn't good, but I didn't want to pull myself out of the ball game. I think I made it worse. I have a game tonight. I also did upper body this morning accidentally because of Labor Day. I was confused what day it was. Um, and that's a no-no before a softball game. You don't want to tighten the muscles up before you go out and throw. Bottom line is I need a new position, but I don't want to be a huge um, baby about it. And I don't want the skipper to think I'm like... You know, who's trying to get special. His name's Fabio. His name is literally Fabio. Is he a player's first guy? Or he seems he like a player's. No, he's a. He seems like a player's. I mean, he did kind of roll over easy on me after the first game of the doubleheader. I was batting like seven, and then three. The second, you know, he should have made me earn it a little more. But okay, uh, is he more like Jim Leland or a little Terry Francona? Um, Tito, for sure. Is that Terry? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, more like Terry. Yeah. Um, so what do I do? Because in what position should I like ask to? I don't want to DH because that sucks. Yeah. Well, the problem here is, and you did what all, everybody does. Like anybody that's ever grown up throwing stuff, like most of us have, you know, to play sports. Uh, when you don't do it for a long time, and especially when you're older, it really sends the body into a shock. Because yeah. you just start thinking like, oh, I can just throw a seed into the cutoff guy, or maybe I try to get some over the third coming around. Side. Yeah, over the cutoff guy. You know, a little <laughs> yes, you'll puig stuff. Be like, do you realize the guy who's standing in between the target that you're throwing to is expecting the baseball? And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would I do that? Why, why would I do that when I could just throw a seed north? That's me, so, minus the seed. You needed to build it up, man. Like, Brady wouldn't do that. Brady wouldn't start the season without some soft toss. So you need to kind of like, I think, get that thing 
up to speed. Yeah. Like if you really care, if you really care about not being a DH and you really care about gunning guys down, you're going to get a little time in there. Get, get mega glove. You can, something you guys could do together. Yeah. And you know, build up that arm strength because it's all there. You just, when you don't do that motion for a really long time, throwing stuff, like I hadn't thrown a football in forever. And I figured like, ah, no problem. It was horrifying. I almost yeah. left the beach because yeah. I just hadn't thrown one in forever. So I'm just telling you, just work on that part, build the arm up. And I think a lot of that will solve itself. Meg would have judged you. She really, the way I judge everything, she judge. I think I get it from her. She judges guys that can't throw well, including like our son when he didn't throw well. She was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. And he's like four. Um, so maybe I should watch quarterbacks. You're going to break his arm and retrain him. <laughs> break his arm and retrain him. That's probably uh, A-OK in 2022. Hey, um, so if I was going to play a position, I was thinking maybe like second base because I don't want to be a catcher. That always feels like you're going to hit with Catchers the bat. Catcher's out. No way. I'm not, you can't be a catcher. No, can't. Can't be a catcher. Bad for your back. Second can't, base doesn't get a lot of traffic. Covers, I don't know if I trust you to cover second base quick enough, though. I'm, we're trying to turn two. I'm still quick, bro. Like a cat. Okay. Never mind. Okay, Never mind. so I just need to – you're just telling me to warm up. I'm telling you in between games, just, you know – 10 feet out, 20 okay. feet out, 30 feet out. It's a world of difference okay, because I've done it both ways. And I too had to wear a brace on my elbow for like an entire softball season because I just went right out there and started trying to throw hoses all over the place. And then I was like, Oh wait, like my arm just, you know, this is cool when you're a teenager. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't work as you man. Can I was thinking about that the other day. I just miss youth. Just, just oh, the way it hoops. felt to just throw a ball, no problem. I had a little floater for the game making the other day, fourth pickup game. Guy hit my left elbow so hard, I thought he broke it. Didn't have feeling in my pinky or ring finger for an entire week. And if I push oh, on yeah. the elbow again, all the nerves shut down on the left side of my left arm. Did you call win. a foul? Did he call the foul? Did uh, no, it was for game that went in, floater, not a big deal. <laughs> so good, though. He definitely talked about his pinky in the group chat. Uh, I know. I got to check myself on the group chat stuff because I'm starting to feel like that uncle that sends you like the chocolate rain YouTube video being like, hey, have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Keep it going. The, you, I live for you in that group chat. Hey, no, you, just, there's, too many, there's too many times now where I've noticed like, okay, nobody responded to this. Ryan, should I be taking multivitamins? It's a great question. Uh, I take them. I'm big on the fish oil. Yeah. I got a, I got a new... Uh, like uh, a cleansing thing that I'm taking for a month. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, here's what I kind of always feel like. It's almost like in a new set of sneaks. You go play hoops when you're younger. You're like, dude, it's on today. Yeah. So even if it doesn't work, the placebo effect alone. For sure. I think, I think it makes you feel better. So, you know, like I don't hobby percentage you know, of, of, of daily value. I didn't like, do I need 6,000% of thiamine? Actually you do. Wow. Really? 6,000%. Yeah, yeah. Thiamine is the one. If there is one that's, is it thiamine? Maybe. Uh, yeah. All right. I got a nutrition question. Is Zen bad for you? I have no idea. I got to tell you, I know the part of my take guys talk about Zen. Uh, so I see it on their socials and everything. Um, I just started packing Zins on the way back from the river. And those that's like jet fuel in there. Like there's a lot of nicotine in there. I just have a hard time believing it's not bad for you. I don't see how it's good for you. But but nobody's telling me how it's bad for me. See what, see what I mean? 
Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I mean, you're coming back from the river. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, like that guy in Brazil. Imagine giving that guy's in. All right. So there's a guy in a tribe in Brazil just died, and it's like the last uncontacted man. So we were wondering, what would you show him before he died if you could? It's a crazy thought because this guy's never seen anything. I mean, I want, I want to overstate the obvious here for people at home. He's, he's part of an uncontacted tribe, and, and that means nothing. Indigenous person. Like, my man is living out there just, he died in a hammock. Good for him, of all places, but he hasn't seen shit. So what well, would you show him? Maybe he's seen, I know what you're saying. He's maybe seen he's more than us, more and he thinks we this. haven't seen shit. And right. That's fair. Fair as, fair as fuck. Yeah. I think he'd come around to our side of things pretty quickly, though. He started showing him, like, stuff on an iPhone. Yeah. Like, was he going to sit there and debate you? Yeah. You know, like, hey, you've hung out with zero people in 26 years and I'm from. I think it would know, scare him. I'm from I'm from the DMV area. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I would sure I would get him chicken fingers. I don't know that I've ever met anybody that was yeah. like, what are these? I don't like them. <laughs> the chicken fingers would be incredible. Imagine him getting some chicken fingers and then you introduce him to the bevy of sauces. Like when Napoleon. I'm going to stop digging holes and hiding in them. Napoleon from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they give him the the ice cream. Like he's never seen it before. It's just like he can't get enough. Yeah, they had ice cream. Oh, they did? In France? Versions of a lot of like uh, puddings and I don't know. Anytime I read about these dinners and like, oh, it was jelly tart. Jellies were big. The jellies were like the big thing. We put jellies on stuff. The reason I wanted to bring this up is I just finished River of Doubt. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, I believe 1914, decides to head down to South America. needed a bit of a challenge. And he hooks up with this guy, Colonel Candido Rondon, who uh, was born in 1865, made it until 92 years old. Anyway, so they decided wow. to go up this part of the inner Amazon and they're completely like the guy that did the packing for it was some guy that ran a sporting goods store and fucked up some expedition to the North Pole. And then there was some uh, father from Notre Dame that like was just the biggest clout chaser ever that wanted to go on the trip. And they were like, dude, you're so like, so when they started the expedition, they knew immediately like we have the wrong materials because the sporting goods guy and then father annoying He's just like, you're going to have to go the other way on a different trail and we'll catch up with you later. So Roosevelt leaves with Rondon and they start heading these areas that have never actually been inhabited by non-indigenous people. And they brought the wrong canoes and Rondon was convinced like he wanted to survey the area, survey these rivers that hadn't really been explored because they had done some telegraph wire, but they had stopped at a certain point. And that's where Roosevelt wanted to keep going east and, and head down these rivers again no one had ever seen constant rapids constant waterfalls having to like take the canoes out and then roll them corduroy them that's why they call them corduroy pants corduroy them over logs to roll them on the land and then get them back into the water so like you might do a mile in a day and it was brutal the food was wrong because the guy that did all the provisions would be like oh let's make sure you have like biscuits and and like you know desserts and they're like bro we need flour yeah wheat yeah we need like basic shit pork fat salt like Mm -hmm. this is what we need corn nuts actually biscuits would be a decent you know it'd probably be some other stuff that wasn't going to hold up so rondon's like no i want to survey everything so he and roosevelt start kind of like going at it a little bit 
And Roosevelt has like the utmost respect for this guy because Rondon was his rule was of his soldiers that he he commanded. He's like, when we run across these native tribes, never shoot back for like the greater growth that had attempted peace. Right. And the guys would be like, are you fucking nuts? Yeah. Like they're shooting at us. They're running at us. And they were like, the only way we can avoid conflict is by not initiating it and not returning. It. So like, again, a tough guy to be in his command, if you're sitting there with a gun and natives are coming after you, because they've never seen anybody like you before. And they're realizing like, yeah, hey, you're fucking with us here, which again, is totally like, clearly um, I'm reading the pioneers right now and all the stuff that was happening in the Ohio Valley. Like you can totally get why these towns were just being massacred all the time. Cause they're like, you guys keep setting up these camps and saying that you're only going to go this far and you keep pushing the line back and back and back. So anyway, Rondon and Roosevelt are battling, but Roosevelt had so much respect because Roosevelt loved badasses. Again, the original scrawny guy who got jacked. So I have a ton of respect for that. He, he started working out his gazebo back in the late 1800s. Cause he was scrawny. He hated it. Took up boxing, did better at Harvard than I did at UVM. Um, but Roosevelt was like, Hey, we got to get going. And Rondon would tell the canoe makers when they lose canoes, cause they get smashed up all the time. And they have to make a new fresh one. He'd be like, go slow so that I can survey the area and do the topographic stuff and have our map people on it. So then Roosevelt was like talking this guy, Roosevelt cuts his leg. It's really sick. Everybody's got malaria the whole time. They lost a guy over the falls, just bury him, move on. Tribes are kind of following him the entire you, time. Go get to- the guy. Uh, that guy, there was one guy that couldn't find. Then there was another guy that like just was apparently Jack, but super lazy that was under Rondon's uh, con- control, I don't know, command. And then he fucking went off the deep end himself. Um, TBD on that one. I don't want to spoil the book for anybody. But Roosevelt gets so sick from this cut that he's like, I'm good. I'm just slowing things down. Leave me here. I'm done. Like, I, I can't go on. And he keeps, I almost, I think I did send this to the thread. No response. Roosevelt, <laughs> for every expedition, felt like if there was one person that was going to put everybody else in harm, it was up to him to kill himself. So he kept with him a vial of poison and told his son, Kermit, who was also on the expedition, he's like, I'm just going to kill myself in this tent. I'm sweating. I've got a fever. It's not going away. The infection's getting worse. I can barely walk. I'm ruining the entire expedition for these long stretches. He's like, I'm just going to take the poison here and that's that like Teddy Roosevelt's like, I'm good. You know, like, and he was like, so not afraid. He's like, I've had a great life. He's like, I'm okay with dying. And they're like, you can't do it. And then they were like, really worried. They're like, we can't have the former president removed only, you know, single digit years from his presidency. We can't just have him die in this thing, but they had no idea how far away they were. So they finally start making it out. The first time they see people with any, you know, sense of civilization, it's these rubber plant trapper type guys. Again, trapping is probably the wrong term for it, but the funny thing I always thought was that you would announce your piece by shooting your gun in the air three times. I'm like, that's the best way. That's what they would do. That's what they would do. So you don't shoot shoot at people that are shooting at you and you shoot to let them know everything's okay. The rubber people were different than the indigenous people and they would have their own nightmare stories. But when these guys came out from the riverside that they came out from, they were like, are you guys fucking kidding? Like you just went through there. And meanwhile, according to legend in the book, the tribes followed them the entire time. They followed me. They could have taken them out at any point. And what they would do is they would constantly leave gifts behind um, just in case. Like if they saw a village that was empty and it could be that scouts are up ahead saying, hey, these guys are coming down, these white guys and these terrible canoes, although Rondon was, was Brazilian um, and much of the command was, they're like, you can 
you know, like let's abandon the village and then they'd show up and they see like, you know, a, a, it was like, you know, Clint Eastwood movies. You check the fire, which are great. See how, see how fresh it is. Yeah. You seem to be a little tight on some Apocalypto's but. good set in South America, much like this book. Man with no name. All of them. Great. Unforgiving. Great. All right. So back to, I'm almost done here. They would leave little stuff. I, I don't know how many axes you would bring. It's kind of like cigarettes, I guess, back in the day when people smoked all yeah. the time. Just constant, like, unlimited supply of axes. They'd like, leave some beads and axes right in the middle of the village to let mm-hmm. them know that we're friends. They would leave gifts to be like, please don't kill us. And as they make it to the end, they realize, like, the entire time they were being tracked. And they... Uh, Walking into they, a trap. Yeah, but they didn't... They didn't... Uh, they made it out. They made it out. But, like, Roosevelt was so down... He was so down for the team. He was such a we versus me guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to drink poison tonight because I'm slowing us down. Dude, what a great guy. I wish. Um, great guy. Yeah, you can read more on Teddy. So would you show this guy porn or what? I was thinking of showing him Miles Garrett. What about Miles Davis? Yeah, he would be like, holy shit, this sounds amazing. But if he saw Miles Garrett, he'd be like, holy shit, dude. I'd hand him River of Doubt by... Candace Millard. <laughs> See, you're getting she's, yours in. She, she has a new one out. <laughs> you really painted that nicely. I was following along with you. Yeah, it it almost makes me want to read. Almost, yeah. Yeah, he sent me a Grant book once, and I just stared at it all the time, and I'm like, man, I know there's some good shit in there, but I can barely do like a shoulder rehab program. Imagine reading a book as tall as my son. Is it called Grant that was a by any chance? That- that was a mistake. It's I said churn out. Yeah, I, I think you have a thousand page Ron Chernow. Like yeah. I didn't entry. I could have brought you along slowly. Maybe Mayflower by Philbrick, which is my favorite book on history ever. I think it's every. I think everyone should read that. Book. Mayflower. Mayflower about the favorite. Pilgrims. It's just amazing, dude. They anchor off the Cape, and however many people were on the Mayflower, by the time they like, you're like, hey, we're here. It's mm-hmm. the Cape. We anchored. And then they're like, okay, but we need to figure out like the right spot to anchor. We can't screw up the hull of the boat. I get that as much as anybody. We got to figure out, you know, what's the best place. And they sat there for so long. So you make the trip across the Atlantic when they anchored half the people died before they actually got off the boat. Talk about the ultimate tease. No, you think you've made it and you're like, hold on. We're going to take out some rowboats. We're going to scout the area. We're going to do this. And they kept going up and down the Cape. They couldn't figure out like a safe anchoring area. And honestly, the funniest thing about getting the off the boat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, Hey, there's land. This is going to be great. I'm getting off and it's the like, boat. No, we're, we're not ready yet. We're going to, half of you are going to die. And then the funniest part about that book, it's just classic Boston, classic Massachusetts, Plymouth plantation. You know, they're, I don't know, 10, 11 years into it. And some guys go walk north they're like let's see what else is going on around here in the state and they get to boston and they're like deepest harbor so safe for the boats right into a massive river totally perfect like could not be more perfect for our nautical needs and then guys were like why did why did like do you want to come with us to this way better spot and the people in plymouth were like i don't know we put all this fucking work in we get cabins and trenches and shit we're just gonna stay here and it's like, all right, we're going to go up here and start the biggest city in the new country. I would have gone to the Braintree Mall. It's on the way. Yeah, I would have just gone there and stayed. Getting a fight in the parking lot. <laughs> it's a great mall, dude. Are you a William Bradford fan? Have you read of Plymouth Plantation? I don't think I have. I'll Sorry. go back to the first question. Have you guys read? Are you a William Bradford? Have you guys fan? read Who Would Win? I'm not as uh, I'm not as read up on uh, on him. 
Okay. So I, I, the answer is no. I okay. have I've got other guys ahead of him in my queue. Okay. Goosebumps. R.L. Stein. K. You know the book K? Had to read it for school. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ryan Rosillo. Got a little history. Got a little college football. Got a little Harry Styles, dude. Guy's a fucking renaissance man. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. No, I'm looking up Bradford now. Yeah, I can understand why I hadn't really picked up on this. There's... Like I read a recent thing where it was like all these papers of Ben Franklin and it was really educational can be a tough read when you're reading like their verbiage. Indeed. So that's yeah. true. That's true. I'm not quite there yet. The thou's and shit. Thou. Yeah. Doubt. Have you gotten the text messages I've sent you during this interview? Yeah. Stetson Bennett nudes. <laughs> I didn't even know they were out there. <laughs> okay. Good. Glad you got them. <sighs> they're not nudes. They're just pictures. Ryan Rosillo. Appreciate you. Take care. Love you, Rye. Love you. Thanks, guys. See you soon. I always say love is love. Always. It is love. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right. $200. 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Hey, Macon, I'd like to tell you about a book I'm reading. It's called The Iliad. (laughs) All right, so what did you remember from Ryan's story? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. So there's a guy named Rondone. Rondone. Okay. And maybe I was thinking of Carlos Rodon, the pitcher pitcher the entire time. So he went down to the Amazon, and they had to put more... like lines in so they had to go down there and prospect the whole thing the guy had a canoe uh the canoe they weren't well made they weren't well made so you had to corduroy them over wood which is why they call them corduroys pants and you know roosevelt he really liked like men's men so teddy roosevelt was there yeah roosevelt was a former president yeah shortly after his presidency yeah but this guy rondone he didn't shoot at the enemies when they shot it is the listener for having to listen to that once and now listen to it well i'll just show you that i was listening i know no i think so so they're shooting at that so he's shooting at the so so people are like shooting at him and he's like what and everybody's like what the fuck shoot back and he's like i don't shoot back yeah you know and but but peace bang 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 but former president he's like i can respect that yeah you know so they kind of like they kind of talked a lot along the river and they were like yeah we can't do that but then at one point (laughs) roosevelt gets a cut on his leg yeah and he's like man i'm not doing good i'm down bad leave me behind yeah leave me where i am you guys go i'm too slow everybody's got poison pills on yeah so he's got poison and he told his son kermit so roosevelt sits back there and he's like fuck and then next thing you know he's on the the mayflower and then (laughs) (laughs) and then and then so he's rolling up half everybody's dying and half everybody's dying because you got to go up and down the cape and then there's people that live in 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 they were living in hold on oh i got it 
You got it? Yep. Plymouth. Plymouth. And people were like, yo, we found this place. It's got a big wide harbor. It's got a river, big wide river. We can park our cars. We can park our cars there. <laughs> the, the fucking, yeah. So they're like, nah, we don't want to go anywhere, but Boston's right there, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. Boston is right there. Yeah. Another thing about the book, there were guys falling over the waterfalls a lot. They, the problem on this expedition was not only the, the snakes and the fish and the river, but it was sometimes that the river would go over the edge right. and create a waterfall. No, no, no planning. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Pretty much. But they didn't have an opportunity to plan because they were the very first to ever plan right. an expedition like this of the, of the Caucasoids. Yeah. Really well done by you. You're a good listener. Thanks. I never got to say, I don't think, what I would, what I would show the indigenous person who just died. How about Ryan was like, Chicken tenders. Anyways. <laughs> Chicken fingers for sure. Now let me tell you about this book. I have let me draw a straight line, four bullet points. <laughs> I need to get off. Uh, yeah. I would sit the guy in the middle seat. I'd, uh, I'd have him taxi for takeoff yeah. for about two hours. Yes. And then I'd inform him that the crew has, has been uh, working for too many hours. <laughs> and we got to go back to the terminal. Just what the fuck are you people doing? I'd like to zap him into like Baton Rouge for a, an LSU game since we were just talking about Ryan's favorite school. Show him, uh, it's not going to be winning football, but the Colorado Buffaloes running out with Ralphie. Oh my God. Uh, he'd be like, ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd want to show him an NFT, see if he understands it. <laughs> Maybe you can explain it to us. <laughs> Adam Lefko couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lefko, but you know, he was on the show and he was talking about NFTs and I was like, I'm no closer to being in on (laughs) NFTs, man. I'm just not, you know, it's okay. Be like me explaining kayaking to Adam Lefko. (laughs) Like, I don't understand. How about just like sunscreen? (laughs) That's provocative. That is provocative. Or like chapstick. His lips are probably chapped as fuck. No, they're probably great. Toilet paper? Oh, you know what? A bidet, Reed, since you're a big bidet guy. You are a big well, bidet honestly, guy. Well, he, he probably already knows about bidets. He's all over, like, uh, rivers and creeks. Oh, yeah. You know? he's, the natural right. bidets. Nature's he's bidet. Actually right. dead, Reed. You could respect. <laughs> was. Rest no, he's still, yeah, he is dead. <laughs> he's dead. Well, he was. <laughs> he was last week. He was alive. We've moved on, Yeah, is what Reed's trying to say. But honestly, can you, I mean, it's just, in, it's insane grilled to me. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Show me grilled cheese. I would love, and I'm sure somebody's going to be mad at me for saying this, but I would love to like scoop up an uncontacted guy and take him on an unofficial visit or like an official visit to like America. Do you think he ever had any alcohol? No, he's had some like, he's, he's a toad, you know, like you can smoke a toad. He probably show him, give him some peers. He, he can show you some like ayahuasca type things. Ayahuasca. Yes. Take him to meet Aaron Rodgers. They probably already met. Yeah. No, uh, uh, there's, it just blows my mind. Like just walking, imagine the guy walking through Manhattan. Just like, what the fuck, dude? I'd want to take him on an official visit, show him around. God rest his soul. Well, we can't do it now. This is ignorant, but uh, yeah, well, how uh, like how close would this is this 
tribe to a like civilization not not no pretty close they were close to like ranchers and the local communities would leave well one they would leave like things that they thought this guy could use in his daily life and he always ignored him they they left him tools like axes and shovels and stuff and he wouldn't take them um and one of the theories that the local ranchers had a hand in wiping out part of because he was he was the only one left there was a there was like 20 or 30 of them 10 years ago or 20 or i guess like 30 years ago yeah and reportedly the ranchers wiped him out by leaving out some like uh tainted sugars or something and most of the uh most of the tribe took them and then passed away damn that's how they got down to one human beings are so shitty like are we talking like a few miles yeah okay wow but I, I, w- I would I would guess like these aren't cities though yeah no like the nearest like metropolitan area is a good ways but when yeah, they yeah, yeah. drop off an like axe towns. like they're dropping off an axe out of like an F two fifty or what oh they're probably leaving it like they're off a horse on like a, a horse. game trail yeah see and just like putting it out in the woods it's out there dude you know it's yeah, it's, no, it's way hard, out there yeah hard to wrap my I wish head. I was uncontacted yeah. I'd like to talk to him about the teachings of, of the Church of Jesus of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> oh my god, he would impale you right away. Now I got a quick question for you guys. Ricky Gervais tweeted this out. You can only keep three. Beer, pizza, chocolate, swearing, AIDS, coffee, Netflix, toast, running, ketamine, grandpa, chips, and holidays. You can only keep three. I don't care about beer. I don't really care about pizza. <laughs> fine, fine. I do like chocolate. I'm keeping chocolate. You can only keep three. Okay. AIDS. Who wants to keep AIDS? I'm keeping coffee. Coffee. Just as bad as AIDS almost. Running. I don't, I hate running. I'm keeping uh, chocolate, coffee, and holidays. I don't eat chocolate anymore, really. So that's three off the list. Um, Beer, pizza, toast. I don't need toast. I don't need toast. Running. Yeah, I got to run. Okay. You don't need to. Come live a. Come live a couple. But if years I in decide to keep running, do I? Am I keeping it forever? Like I can run as long as I live. You, yeah, you can include okay. running in your. Oh, daily oh so it's the sport of running. It's not being able to run. No, no being, being able. able. To run. So if I yeah, let go yeah. running, then I can't run from anything. I don't do ketamine. Right. Yeah, no, you, no, yeah. I hate running. I you, I'm letting. Bro, go. you need to run. I have running. Okay, I need. I have running. Don't need holidays. Yeah, you do. Oh, I treat every weekend like a holiday. I know. Uh, or do you treat? Every day, like a non-holiday. No, it's just more like, hey, you should be celebrating being alive. You know what I mean? I don't need a fucking, you know, like uh, President's Day. Well, just made up, anyways. Thanksgiving. This experiment's almost over. Thanksgiving made up. Uh, yeah. Huh. Totally made up. Totally made up. What about what about Christmas? Made up. Wow. What is not? What holiday is not made up? Uh, the biggest holiday is today. That's some shit that I could go around talking in college football meeting rooms. I could say some shit like that, and an SEC coach would have me down tomorrow. The biggest holiday is today. That is really good, but a lot of people, you know, they 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 uh, they work for the weekend. They work for holidays. They get days off. Yeah, yeah, not gonna happen. Uh, grandpa, I don't have a grandpa anymore. Reed, you asshole. Um, <laughs> out of grandpa's uh chips uh, i'm keeping beer and running i'm keeping beer i'm keeping running 
I could live without swearing. If it just didn't come out of my mouth, like if I was, it was like a, if it was like being split in um, severance. Yeah, you don't like get shocked if you swear. You just can't. You just can't. No, yeah. I'm fine. I'd love that actually. Don't need Netflix. Um, yeah, beer, running, and ooh, down to pizza and chips. <laughs> God damn. Chips. Chips suck, man. Chips. <laughs> what? Yeah. Chips suck. Chips suck. Yeah. Yeah. All chips. I mean, they some can taste good, but like, do you ever feel better after eating chips? Yeah, sometimes. Really. Three a.m. Hammer drunk. Some of those kettle chips. Fucking give me some. Are you counting Cheetos as chips? Apple chips. My kid had apple chips the other day. The only kind of chips I don't like are paint chips. All the other ones are good. Friend chips. Wavy Lays. <laughs> think about all the chips in your life that you're not even thinking about. Championships. Uh, who, uh, Eric Estrada. Chips suck. Chips suck. Chips suck. Chip Kelly. You get your fingers all, all greasy, salty. I don't want the fucking salt on my hands either. Chips suck. Chips suck. Now, you want me to rank some chips? Sure. Sure. Uh, one, one. It's Blue chips. Salt and vinegar. Okay, salt and vinegar is good. Okay. Yeah. With the second pick, I'll take... Uh, yeah, I think chips suck. Salt and vinegar chip. Only only worthwhile chip. You can eat chips every... Pringles? No. Oh, gross. You don't like Pringles, dude? What, am I seven? Am I, am I at recess? Like, no, I don't like Pringles. You eat Pringles at recess? Yeah. Where'd you keep them? In my lunchbox. Your lunchbox? You had a lunchbox big enough to fit Pringles? They have the small stacks. Or Not when them, we were kids. Or you put them Not in Not when a, we were kids. Okay, you can put them Dead in a Ziploc, right. Ziploc bag. You put them in a Ziploc bag. Okay. 12 Pringles. Get crushed. Probably so, because they suck. <laughs> they don't suck, dude. They don't suck at all. Pringles suck. They're perfect. You, they're shaped so you can put them in your mouth. They are ergonomically so designed. Every other dude. chip. No, 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 no. He just doesn't understand chips. I, you're the kind of, you're like me when I hated the Beatles. Your, your mouth. I didn't understand the Beatles. Now I do. One day you'll understand chips. Inside of your mouth is shaped like a Pringle? No, player. They're <laughs> curved so that you can get the fucking chip in your mouth. They're curved so you can stack multiple Pringles in like their fold, like folding chairs. The way they fold together, you can stack them up. That's the way they fold Pringles together. And you just pop them in your mouth. And once you pop, you can't stop. I like this guy on, uh, on Reddit from two years ago. Oh, you stole this from Reddit. <laughs> I didn't steal this from Reddit. I no just, one else has this take other I, than you I, and Reddit guy. I typed in Pringles suck. And, and the, guy's, the title of the guy's post is Pringles fucking suck. Fuck that guy. What about multi-grain tortilla chips? Multi-grain tortilla chips. They're awesome. I, I've got no problem. Terra chips? I, hold on. Slow down. I've got no problem with a tortilla chip. A tostito with a salsa. I'm not even talking about that. Delicious. See, you're eating basic chips, dude. I'm not eating any chips. I'm not eating chips. I don't eat chips. What's the... What, do you know why I'm 170 pounds while... Fritos? Not chili cheese Fritos? sort of exercise? Chili cheese fucking Fritos, dude? Gross. You've never had them? Yeah, because my stomach would be upset. My stomach would hurt. Oh my God, dude. Eat some chili cheese Fritos. Now the, now the Frito... That's a decent chip. 
Sun chips. Sun chips again. Like, how old are you? Ruffles, wavy lays. Awful. All of those are bad. Kettle chips. Your Doritos. Eh. Like, <laughs> like the OG Doritos, and then what? The Nacho Rancher or whatever. Oh, the fucking Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. Nacho Rancher. Nacho Rancher. <laughs> what? I think. <laughs> like, nah. I don't like. I don't like Doritos. Okay. I don't like chips. Funyuns. Ugh. I don't like Funyuns either. Actually, they're not too bad. It's a good question, Reed. I'm keeping. Uh, I don't eat pizza enough. Um, like, like it's a special occasion thing, and if I if I stopped eating pizza, I'd probably get really jacked. So I'll go with the chips. I'll go with the 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 running, and I'll go with the beer. We had no overlap. That makes sense. Let's give out some superlatives and get out of here, um, guys. We're warming up for the real thing right now. So next Monday, um, you will be hearing about the the best and worst plane ride. You'll be hearing fly on the wall. You'll be hearing all that stuff. Um, I'm going to do some college superlatives. You know, like I already kind of spoiled it with tech, but they're going to get like three of them. Yeah. They get a bus ride. That's the best part. They're they're boarding Are a we, bus. And we're sure about that? I mean, they bro, they're not flying to Blacksburg from ODU. That would be like Kylie Jenner or whoever it was flying their plane 15 minutes. I'm just saying when... Who was I, that that flew their plane? Like, was it Kylie Jenner? Kylie Jenner and... Um, Tesla guy, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. That's the one. By no means does tech football have it have it rolling. Kind of the opposite of that. Right. And I'm so glad this coach has uh, clock issues. He doesn't. He doesn't see the clock, which is just terrific. Oh, that's right up your alley. But when some when some clubs have it rolling, like they'll fly, like Carolina schools fly to Virginia. Well, yeah, that feels different. Chapel Hill is probably how far from Virginia. Well, I know it by drive, three hours, 15 minutes. How far do you think Blacksburg is from uh, ODU? Just looked it up. Uh, the, the, the quickest route, four hours, 45 minutes. Oh, they minutes. are flying, dude. Worst plane ride. There we go. I was going to give it to Utah. I was going to give it to Utah because uh, per Dan Orlovsky, Utah was uh, stuck in the airport yeah. four hours. And after the first game of the season, you are the sorest you'll be all year in a lot of ways. Because you're so fucking hot out there. Well, and you're so dehydrated. Utah had like such a physical game. championship aspirations. Yeah, so everybody's playing super hard. Those guys are playing hard. Then they got to sit around for four hours. But Tech, who's in a 10-year deal with ODU. And when did that start? 18. 18. So we're just a couple years in. They've already lost to him twice. Yeah. Now, if you're a, a Tech hardo, you're saying... Best team in Virginia. Well, and, and ODU's gotten them twice. We haven't gotten them twice in 20 years. Yeah. Well, who cares? We're who talking cares? about ODU hey, right now, dude. Who cares? Yeah, who farm cares? your own land. One you might understand, farm your own land. So I'll give them worst plane ride. I'll give them worst elevator ride because the coaches got stuck in the elevator at the half. That was beautiful, dude. College football was all the way back when that happened. Like all the way back. The Chiron um, was money. The Chiron was, was great. The game, game delayed due to coaches being stuck in the elevator. Never seen that before. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator? Yes. How long? Uh, an hour. Wow. I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Hawaii. 
<laughs> with my wow. mom wow <laughs> yeah we were stuck in an elevator for an hour so not a not a fun experience but at least when i got off the elevator i knew i wasn't gonna you lose, lose to you <laughs> i was just gonna eat a juice box oh. you drink those but and bevel conway we got to give that one out i said it before i'll say it again i love what west virginia is doing with that uniform yeah i thought they they looked the best from the from the week that was i just i mean it maybe was too much blue and yellow I have a feeling that might be your take, but I thought Pitt West Virginia was was easy on the eyes. I'm not sure exactly what Pitt's doing with those numbers. The the, the tops of the numbers are all pointy. They yeah. probably look like it probably looks like some church. building on their looks campus. like a church. Like yeah. a, uh, it's like an architectural nod. Exactly. Uh, Got to be careful with those. Uh, uh, so Pitt was yellow, blue, yellow. Yeah. And West Va was was all white. But but I didn't really like West Virginia's uniforms really? that much. I mean, I think it's a cool concept and everything okay. built on a lie. Right, Country Roads they're, edition, yeah, in but state, yep. but I think they got better uniforms. So I just didn't know where where you'd go this weekend. Like for a second there, I was like maybe Utah. I think Utah, Florida might have been it for me. Really? Yeah, because I, I like really that, like Utah's uh, unis, man. I don't know about that uh, that red and orange clash. It's for me. It was like it's not even about the combinations. About it, it was, uh, the, the the swamp is beautiful. It's gorgeous on TV. Yep. The playing field, the natural grass. Everybody was playing on these kickoff classics, disgusting, Agreed. artificial, fake grass. Uh, and then I get to watch like a night game in the SEC. I, there's a few stadiums that I love to see glow at night. The Swamp, uh, Neelan. Yep. The Big House is weirdly lit at night. And they don't have grass these days. Yeah, so it kind of lost some of its luster. Obviously, you know, the Rose Bowl is great at dusk, but like a night game down there in the SEC, you can really feel the humidity through the uh, the TV yes. screen. Yes, you can. You can see it on your on your guy Kyle Whittingham's shirt. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ole Miss looked great. Ole Miss can't really go wrong. They can't go wrong. I mean, they went wrong with white, navy, white, and it still looked great. Yeah. I wish I had an outside-the-box pick for you. Georgia, red and green always looks cool. Imagine we actually got to see that between the hedges. You that would look kind of dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, fuck, I'm not going to, I don't know what the, the legal term would be when the judge is like, I, I'm not going to object. I'm also not going to give the Bevel Conway Award to Pitt in West Virginia. I just don't have one. That's fine. I'm abstaining. That's right. That's what I'm doing. I'm abstaining. Okay. Uh, FSU, LSU, great. But again, indoors. In, indoors. I want to do a viewing party and uh, you get, try uh, to guess who it's going to be. Brian Kelly related. No, but go ahead though. Well, just anything having to do. We didn't. I didn't ask Ryan the question. Okay, stop taking yourself so seriously. Not a knock. Admit that that's hilarious. Yeah, Ryan Kelly, who seems to be a an an uh, aggravated, um, uh, mean sort of short tempered, short fused, um, short man. He would fuck you up. He who like would, Mark Zuckerberg. Who would fuck me up? Uh, like that's just hilarious. All of that was. Hilarious, and I was on LSU. All of it was just him not coaching so well. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Just all the bad decisions, all the questionable. And, we, yeah. and everybody's talked about it not being a cultural fit. Like he really seemed not comfortable. Like he wasn't himself on the sideline. Yeah, dude. I don't know how that's going to work out. Mine was going to be, uh, everybody that got to see the fifteen-year-old beat up the Clemson frat guy mm. up close. That to me was I don't like usually seeing stadium fights because it's like, man, we should be better than this as human beings, even though we're not. But like the kid had the low ground. Y'all pointed that out. Um, 
he, I mean, he was beating up a college student and uh, put that guy to sleep for a second. A 15-year-old with a big W. So L for the, uh, the Clemson frat guy. Don't fight at stadiums. 15. That's what they say. Oh, well, 22-year-old here is very drunk. Yeah, like but he's you, wobbly. But it's a, that's the opportunity of a lifetime to be a 15-year-old kid. Nobody's going to blame you for beating up the 22-year-old. The 22-year-old's harassing you. People are like, stop, he's just a kid. That's what my hair looked like at 15. You can tell the kids been wearing a hat all day. Yeah. Got the swoop. God, my haircut was bad at 15. You remember? It's like a bowl a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Then you went with the A shirt. Yeah, I had the A shirt. Yeah. Uh, Rivals.com. Rivals.com. Y'all take care. Y'all take Pod's care. Pod's over. Take care. I'm gonna fight you with my friends.